What's up, everybody? Welcome yep. to another episode of Flagrant 2. No easy buckets analysis by assholes. Water cooler commentary for your sports needs. We are out here. I want to start the episode by saying that Alex did not have sex with Mandy from horrible decisions. Thank you. Okay? Yo, so I don't know. thanking nobody. Who you thanking, bro? Hold on, real quick. (laughs) I have no context. I missed. You didn't listen to the episode? No, I missed an episode. What a piece of shit this guy is, yo. We hold him down, you know what I mean, while he's out there cheating on his girlfriend in San Francisco (laughs) with all the Indian women and Daisy Comedy Festival. Let me tell you something. I said this on Instagram. What'd you say? I am faithful. I'm my girl. She's amazing. But there's no city where she has more faith in my faithfulness than ugly bitch having ass San Francisco. I thought it was only ugly white girls in San Francisco. Everybody ugly in that city. Really? Dude. Ugly girls, ugly. All right, fair enough. Everybody ugly. Damn, fair enough. You think with all that money? Yeah, they would look a little better. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it's the next generation. Maybe San Francisco, <laughs> like maybe all the tech nerds are there, yeah. and they'll go get their non-San Franciscan wives, right, right, right. and then the next generation of San Francisco will be like a bunch of wealthy, bunch beautiful just, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how Beverly Hills came. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what's interesting is I think this like little cuck thing that San Francisco has going, yeah. I think in like cuck, 20 years- cuck. Um... What we used to call f words now. Oh cucks. my god, that is so That's so <laughs> salacious. Um, I think what I, just to define and protect you. Yes, please. What you meant by f words? Fucks. Fucks. Yeah. Yes, of course. Fuck boys. Fuck boys. Yeah. No, no, what you meant by f words? You meant we weren't referring to homosexuals, but we were talking about like a soft ass dude. Right, 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 right. Got you. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to make sure, pussies. so they don't come after you. Pussies. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. Talking about pussies, you didn't put your dick in Mandy's. Anyway, go <laughs> on. Go on. Just clarifying here. We're just clarifying. So, yes. I, but I think as the city gets wealth, now it's just like a wealthy, it's crazy wealth. I'm I'm driving down the road. Yeah. I'm seeing fucking self-driving cars. It blows your mind. You're Wait, just in San Francisco. You just see self-driving cars in the city of San Francisco. There's like a company. It's called like Self or something. I was looking at this car. It had like a bunch of shit on the hood. I was like, what is that? And then it was a self-driving car. It says like self-automated cars or and something like that. it operates like a taxi? It's not. It's just driving around. I don't think it picks anybody up. I think it's just for like working out the technology of the Cause, self-driving cause car. Because obviously you're aware there's that Google one that's on the campus. Yes. On Google's campus it right. goes around. But right. I didn't know that they were allowed to go around there, public That's what property. I'm saying. And that's when it, it reminded me. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm in the tech capital of the world. Yeah. There's crazy money here. Yeah. So this whole like liberal blah, blah, blah thing they got going on, I think in 15, 20 years this is going to be straight capitalist. Really? Yeah. Well, fuck out of here. capitalist than tech? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. But there's like, an, there's San Francisco started as this kind of like hippie, hate Ashbury is yeah. the, the birthplace of the 60s or whatever. Like that's yeah. the home of it. So it's always had this kind of like grimy, hippie kind of culture. But now all of a sudden there's just a bunch of wealth flooding in. And I think the hippies are going to get quieter and quieter and shove further and further out. And then maybe it'll be Oakland or something. Yeah. Right but, now they're in Oakland. Oakland is Brooklyn now. Oakland so is Williamsburg. very interesting. So right now they're in Oakland and yeah. all these woke white people- Ugh. Now, woke white people, white people who are all about equality, they're all for uh, you know uh, ending police brutality, they've been yeah. super Black Lives Matter, right. all right. these people who are about the causes. This is San yeah. Francisco, right? Now they're being moved to Oakland, yeah. and all the black people are going to be moved further oh, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, the funniest thing to watch these people. I've said this on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys think you're so diverse and open-minded. Yeah. Meanwhile, you move every black person out of their homes right. so you can set up your fucking vegan cupcake shop. Right, so the idea is... The idea is who's your ally, right? You were fine with them being the woke allies when they lived in another place. Right. But now that they're coming for your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. you know, now are they really your ally? I don't even know how I feel. I think 
to be honest with you, if I can be completely honest, can I be honest? No. Can no. I be completely honest? No. Never. Fine. <laughs> I think that um, there might this might be a spicy take here. Pro gentrification. Really? Yeah. Kion. Yeah, it's a. I think it's just a natural flow of things. Gentrification. You know, I don't think that you can ever sustain. I think anytime you try to sustain a group in a certain space, it ends up turning out bad, right? Like, look at the projects. They're trying to sustain a group. It's not a racial group. It's more of an economic group, right? right, right. right? right. But the whole concept of projects where, hey, this is really cheap housing, but it's right in the city. So you have access to all these things in the city. You have access to all these jobs, these opportunities the city has, and an affordable place to live. And then all it ended up becoming is this kind of like legacy of handing down and living within here. And you didn't really see this upward mobility. I think the natural progress, unfortunately, is poor neighborhoods, Get investment and get other people. The natural they progress of capitalism is always poverty gets broken, rich people comes in, money comes in, and then uh, eventually, hopefully, it's an everything. opportunity. It's, it's like a trickle down economics theory. But you I know don't. What nobody I don't talks like, about though. What's up? Nobody talks about. Everybody talks about the black people moving, being pushed out of the neighborhood. Right. Nobody talks about the black people that own in that neighborhood and then become millionaires. Because they start selling their brownstone in Brooklyn, they start selling. Well, their the idea is, you know, the idea is it gets bought incredibly cheap. The like rich but white people come the, buy it at a very low. Yeah, bar, but that's price. what they tell you in the fucking commercials. The reality of the matter: there are legacy people that have lived there and end up making millions of dollars yeah. and creating le- wealth. Yeah, I mean, I know in New York, you're looking at one. No, I know in New York, you're looking at me. This is what I'm saying. My in parents New, bought their place. But my point is, place, yeah. let me finish. In, in New York, that's a minority. I don't know wherever else, but in New York, has always been pretty expensive to own most people rented right. whatever so the own the minority owns i don't well, the minority my owns problem everywhere. with gentrification honestly is minority just always owns i'm saying it's a minority of people yeah in yeah. ownership of housing in general yeah. so but you're, you're bringing up more the exception than the rule is my point i don't care my point is i'm this. just saying that is the reality i don't want to get into it i don't want to do anything that i'm going to get have to fucking yell at people on twitter about my <laughs> point is just don't go this. back and forth my point is listen to duval keep that same energy in terms of thinking you're open-minded, mm-hmm. you're not open. You're not this fucking person you think you are. Like, just have some goddamn self-awareness. I think you can be open-minded and still want cheap rent. Uh, why do you have to be open-minded? And why do you have to? Why is there a tax? Fine, for if, your if open-mindedness? they came, if they came and they were just a part of Oakland culture and just lived in that, but when you start, when Williamsburg and Bushwick become a completely different culture right. than what it was, you are every white imperialist you hate so much. You came, you moved these people out of their lands. You are the exact same as the Spaniards moving the Native Americans out, except you didn't kill them. What about what's happening in, in uh, what's it called right now? What? In, in, uh, in tech, in uh, San Francisco. You think it's white people that are moving into San Francisco and busting everybody out? I don't care if you want. I'm just saying don't make your champion yourself know, as this. But you're not listening to what I'm saying. Right. It's Indians and Asians okay. and that we, are, let yeah. me finish, okay. that are moving into okay. San Francisco. Right. You guys. Yeah. Are gentrifying San Francisco right. and pushing white people right. out, right? And that's okay, no, because they have white you're, skin. You're, or what? Are, you're not listening to me. I'm okay. not saying you're I not give listening. A fuck. I'm not saying I give a. F- if you want to gentrify, cool, but yeah. don't pretend you're some open-minded. Blah blah blah. That's my issue. Is the way they so carry how do you themselves. Move open-mindedly. 
What do you mean move over? How Just do you don't move pretend to a you're. Area? If you're in a show in Brooklyn, you can't say anything without these people being like, "Oh, that's problematic. Oh, that's this. Yeah. Oh, that's racialist. Oh, that's this." All right, but just understand what the fuck you're doing before you come judge me about. Sure, where Indians don't move? give a fuck. But where should they? It's move? not about the moving. It's about the attitude. In, I don't give a fuck if I move somebody out of their house. I'm Indian. I don't care. Move. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not open minded. Mad Indians low key vote for Trump. So we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We're not pretending we're so fucking earthy and amazing and such good people. We're not patting our that's my point. That's my point. Move wherever you want to. I get your point. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Move wherever you want to. Where should those white people who still want to be earthy the fuck move where they want to? Motherfucker, can I ask a question? Move. Why are you so angry? Go ahead. What are you angry about? You're not listening. I am listening. You just repeating you move where you want to. Where they want, no, 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 you're, okay, moving where they want to is moving into the black neighborhood Fine. and starting their cupcake shops, which you're not okay with. No, I'm not okay with you if pretending. If you're listening to my question, then you get right, it. Go ahead. Here's the question, right? Let's say they want to keep their values, these holy, I'm woke values, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of everything, everything's problematic, everything's triggering. Right. They still can't afford where they live. Right. Where do they move so they can keep those values and not be a hypocrite? Iowa. Move to fucking Iowa. But you think the people in Iowa will allow cupcakes? You can afford it. Shocks? It's cheap. It's cheap. But will as they fuck. allow it? People sure. in Iowa call them soy boys. People sure. in Iowa go look at these pussy ass hippies, these liberals. People uh, in I'm Iowa sorry. aren't supportive H- of that. Hood black people love them. Some vegan cupcakes. Some thugs in Oakland are looking for vegan shops. What do you mean? There's just as many. The market is the same. It's not about you're still. They're still just supporting themselves. It's not a bunch of, there's not a bunch of hood black people like, yo, fuck, finally a vegan cupcake shop. When did I shop. say that? But the point is, they all just go, they all go form a community. They're no different than fucking, what's that Netflix series everybody's talking about? Yeah, the Bhagwan? Rajneesh and shit. They're yeah. Rajneeshis, all of them. They go form a community, cool. That's right. what you do. That's who you are. Right. I, what I'm saying is, and you're still not answering the question, yes, we agree they're hypocritical. We're on the same page on that. I, but that's my I only agree. Issue. They're hypocritical. But, okay, understand. I don't give a fuck if it's your own your issue. Can I ask you a goddamn question? Well, Holy shit! But, you can answer a question that you don't believe in. I don't have an Why answer. Why you have to, to it? answer? Because I don't got an answer to so it. So then say that. That's why I don't give a fuck. Move wherever you want to. I don't give a fuck. To. Is not. Is not. That's my answer. I don't Move give a fuck. You want and, to. and I don't give. No, 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 no. But that's not your answer because you're not listening to the question. But it's fine. We can go over. We can go something else. The, the point is. The point is. These people need to move. Where do they move so that they don't? hurt anybody you kind of do what the Rajneeshis do you go to a middle of nowhere right yes I mean that's really what the Rajneeshis did yes. and then the people in the town they didn't like what they were doing over yes. there even though they were minding their fucking business yes. and then they started meddling yes. and I kind of on some level relate to the Rajneeshis about that from the inception not when the people started getting poisoned or whatever but they basically were like yo fam we're over here we're not doing nothing yes. so you you think that these white people that want to stay woke and not gentrify neighborhoods so want to stay woke and maintain their values while moving out should just move to the middle of nowhere to do it. I think they can move wherever they want to. No, no, no. You don't because you call them hypocrites when they go to Brooklyn and do it. Where can they do it without being hypocrites? You don't think they can move anywhere and maintain their values because that then they're hypocrites. That's your biggest issue. Oh, my issue is their values. My issue is not what they're doing. So where can they go I don't where they maintain you, their I values? I don't think you can maintain your values. That's so my point. So you think point. the value is fake? Yes, you that's my point. You think the value is, is not maintainable? No, I don't think the value is maintainable. You have to understand the machine you are a part of. Ah, and that's now my we're issue. getting somewhere. That's my, that's my bad. Maybe I didn't word that well enough, and that's no, where you weren't you hearing me, and I was getting frustrated. But my issue is everybody needs to realize we're all full of shit. Right. That's what I wish we would all realize as a people. My questioning is not to be critical of you. My questioning is to get to the root of, of the issue, because you Fair and I enough. agree fundamentally right. on the fact that... Th- that 
these people are annoying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. My what I'm trying to figure out is where can these people exist where they're not annoying? And the idea, the reality is in Rajneesh. Yeah. Rajneesh land. If because if they go anywhere, they will expose themselves as hypocrites. Yeah. And that's probably true of everybody who's holier than now. Yeah. Ourselves included. Why we probably why we. I hate these. Don't people. strive for holier than that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's I, one of these things. The only thing that separates me from everybody else is that I tell you I have a price. Right. You are saying I am openly hypocritical for the amount. I'm openly full of shit. I'm right. openly a loser. Right. That's the Jesus model. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I love so much about the Jesus model. <laughs> what? What's the Jesus Ex- model? Explain this. I don't know. Yo, so it's like they they figured it out. It's like. When anybody says, I'm perfect, I'm holier than thou, yeah. everyone around you starts going, remember in 97 yeah. when you tweeted about right. leprechauns? They're technically midgets, right. you know, whatever. <laughs> like, And what Jesus comes out and says, yo, everybody is a sinner. Everybody's a piece oh, okay. of shit. Or whatever the other words you were I thought you were saying describing. Jesus was like, I'm a loser. Nah. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> nah. But he is caught to say that, though. Yeah. I mean, what he's saying is like, yo, I got it for y'all. Right. Like, he's like, I know you're going to tweet fucked up shit. Yeah. Alex, I know you're going to lie on your dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And for the record, Alex did not have sex with Mandy. Anyway. Thank so, you. So, um, you saying it a lot. Why are we saying it so much? Uh, guy, he's so, this was such a stressful week off of that shit. I hope you guys got a lot of laughs off of that. And I hope you really enjoyed it because Alex was going through it. We can get back to that in a second. We want, Mandy was supposed to come on today, but she couldn't make it today. But I, I think, uh, next week, hopefully we'll have her on. And then maybe Kaz will be back and it can be a whole, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, unite yeah. the whole situation. <laughs> You know what I mean? I was you thinking. and your boo. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but back to, to what we were saying. I forgot what it was exactly. Yeah. Rajneeshis and hipsters, same person. So that's a oh, great- Jesus model. Oh, the, yeah, the Jesus model. It's like, you can't be angry at someone who goes up there and goes, I'm a sinning piece of shit. Yeah. Hey, shouldn't we all try to do the best we can? Yeah. Like, you love that guy. That's the honest when, dude. When the best dude in the neighborhood, the best dude in the community, the, the priest or the, or yeah. the uh, what are they called, pastor or, yeah. or whatever, when the best dude, the one all of us is looking up to goes, dude, I'm no better than y'all. I fuck up all the time. That's the guy I respect and admire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, that's a guy I trust. Yeah. That's a guy I trust. You're exactly that, only you're like, for a price, I'll be a Jew. Exactly. It's exactly. Exactly. I'm not Jesus. Who wants me? I'm not Jesus. Allah, you want me? It's a certain amount of money. I'm just an honest <laughs> Judas. I'm just an honest ass Judas. Hey. Hey, fam. Honest Judas. Dude, that's got to be your Twitter bio. <laughs> honest Judas. Jesus is coming up to me. He's like, listen, I know you're going to fuck me over. You're just taking a beat like, you right, man. <laughs> right. Yo, they came with the silver coins, and I ain't never uh, seen fuck. them. Uh, I ain't never seen them yeah. shits. Man, we just, live in poor. Hey, I just try to make my price as high as possible. Everybody, everybody got a price. I just try to make sure my price is super high. Son, that's ethics right there. That's all ethics is. <laughs> Yo, you're on to something really great because when a girl says, I would have sex with a guy for a million dollars, I'm not going, whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm going, smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, if a girl, this, this if a girl a says, businesswoman. if a girl says, I have sex for a billion dollars, you know what I'm saying? Beyonce. <laughs> Oh, man. Brilliant ass Beyonce over here. <laughs> for real. Do you know what I mean? It's like, not Beyonce though. 
He's not implying she would do it. What he's he's saying is she's a queen. I guess to clarify, but uh, you're saying that yes, she's she's brilliant for doing that shit. Yeah, because and that's really what it comes down to. If you have sex for ten dollars, then that's some hoe shit. That's some terrible shit. You are. It's not even you're a bad person. You're just a fucking loser, man. Like dumb. Bad with your business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those strippers that didn't raise the price when they were eating ass. Dummies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why you poor. You know what I mean? A whore is just wait, a dumb person. Yo, really. you yo she could have hit me for 50. I was going to pay a 50 pop. I was drunk enough. So this is why I never understood why. Alex, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. We back, baby. All right. I'm we got it. I was mad late and disrespectful today, so I feel yeah, bad about fuck. that. That's why Akash was probably angry at me. I was disrespectful by being late, <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. But go on, Alex. What were you saying? I know it's coming again. It's not coming again. <laughs> go. Um. Despacito. Thinky, 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 despacito. Don't you fucking talk, you crazy-ass Puerto Rican. So I don't understand why Mariah Carey fucked down when she had babies by Nick. Well- Cause How? Nick gorgeous, fam. What are we talking about? Yes. Yo, it was such a bad business. Every time I work with Nick every day, I was like, this motherfucker gorgeous. You know what? I will say this about Nick. Small waist. <laughs> Andrew, Son, Andrew, yo, I'm like, can I tell you some real? Can I tell you some real? Can I tell you some real? No, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. Andrew been having an issue with Nick Cannon's hip size yo. for years. <laughs> Man, got no hips, son. Yo, I got, I got. I'm wrong though. I'm <laughs> wrong though. You're right. You're right, son. But Nick I Cannon built like I'm Gumby. saying Andrew had an audition for Wild and Out before I had, like the year before I had an audition. Yep. And his whole issue the whole time is this motherfucker's hips are too small. Son, no, no, son I walked in, I saw his fucking hips. I walked right out that bitch, son. I walked right out that bitch. I'm like, I'm done. I ain't auditioning for this motherfucker. This is crazy, bro. Dude, this shit is too skinny. Ain't that a man, though? If a woman's supposed to have childbearing hips, isn't it manly to have the opposite? Have a little. Don't look like a fucking monopod. This guy, dude, this guy dead serious. You could literally, you could attach a flag next to him and he would look exactly like the where the flag should be. The guy has no change. And he, this is swole, Nick. He had yeah, gotten yeah. diesel. Yeah. And so the upper half was all diesel. And the bottom half, it just looked like a stool. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how a stool is just the legs, and that's it. There's no there's no coming in. I want a man to have a little shape. You know what I mean? A couple curves. You know, you don't gotta be the hourglass, but I still want to be able to tell the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was zero o'clock with him. So like, what time is this? I'm looking at his hips. I'm like, what time is it, Nick? God, oh, D- DJ D-Rec, give him an X. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. I don't even know what we were talking about. Whoever Oh, why did he marry about. down? Why she, well, Akash always, down. Akash told me about this about Nick, and I didn't know this. Apparently, Nick was very, very, very well off. Because of business ventures, Nick is a. Yeah, he didn't have Mariah money, but Nick's a smart motherfucker. Okay, so check it. I think as a woman, you have vagina. No, I think they're like, you want to do, I think you want to at least, how do I say it? Hmm. Let's assume that, I forget the name of the term, right? But let's assume that women want to marry up. 
right? Let's assume they do. Yeah. Okay? Biologically. Biologically speaking, right? Yeah. Now, this is not every single woman that wants to do right. this, but yes, of course, there's some, you know, intuition in to do that. In a Darwinian right? sense. That's exactly. Yeah. Do. And just like men want to marry hotter. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. fair. Um, once you reach $500 million as a woman, I don't know, is that what Mariah has? 250 yeah. A lot of money, right? A lot of money, yeah. Honestly, how many guys are there out there? It's a small pool. The more successful a woman gets, the smaller the pool of this. mates go. She started with Tommy Matola. Her first husband Boom. was the Before fucking, she had money, yeah. it's Tommy Matola, right? Then she gets money, and now you're in this pool of people. Let's say you're going to date over $500 million up. That's why they end up dating these fucking Arab the Shecks. Yeah, all these yeah, yeah. dudes, all these chicks oh, yeah, end up dating Shecks. She caught a billionaire after Shecks. Him, what are they called? a breakfast cereal, dog. That's a Sheck. You're out here with a Sheck. You saw Rihanna yelling at that Sheck? Oh, that shit is the funniest Son, thing Son, you got to disown that motherfucker. You know the men in their country were adjusting that shit that keeps their whole outfit on. You know, <laughs> that, that crown shit that they got on their head. They're like, yo, what is good with this lady? Stone her. Cracking the burger <laughs> exactly. for this bitch as this, we speak. This is, this is why we don't let them drive. They get crazy confidence. But in, in real talk, if you look at all these successful women, and that so many of them end up dating these shecks. <laughs> right and I think yeah. it's really because they're the only ones that got more money than them and aren't married every yeah. dude that got 500 million in America married yeah name me a single 500 million mm -hmm. it ain't out Elon there Musk? Elon Musk that's it motherfucker from South Africa is he really South African Oh, shit. Did you like my South African accent? I, I, I can only say was. South Africa in it. You ready? South Africa. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe no. You got at accents, but that ain't yeah, one of them. No. All right, one more time. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> ready? Hold on. Hold on. South Africa. <laughs> That's not it? <laughs> you sound like fucking Drago. So, so, what? <laughs> Hold on. Okay. South Africa. Nah. Get the fuck out of here. Son, I think I said that one. <laughs> I think like I said that one. I'm from South Africa. <laughs> I'm from South Africa. Come to our country. Ride our elephant. You sound just like a shack. I'm a shack. Oh, <laughs> uh, yo, we got, we got, um, are we doing Adam and Eve read today? No, we do have an ad, though. Okay. You got a pizza? But no, 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 no. I don't. But then we should, let's do this unboxing now. Okay, I just want to get through this point about the checks, and then we're going to unbox. All right, let's talk about checks. These rich-ass chicks got to go to checks because they're the only ones single, or they're the only ones that can marry more than one woman. Yeah. All the other rich dudes are already taken. I'm sorry, you're $500 million. The amount of single 500 millionaires, they don't exist. Yeah. Matter of fact, they're so rare, it becomes a story. Remember the Prokhorov, the Brooklyn guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who owns the Nets. Right. He was single and worth billions. Yeah. And it was like... What a playboy. Let's yeah, yeah. write an article about mm -hmm. him. Like, it's yeah. so unique. Right. So I think on a certain extent, when women make that kind of money, and I'd love to speak to one about it, when they make that kind of money, in a way, it's it's a hindrance to the love life because if biologically yeah. they don't want to date down, biologically speaking, they don't want to, the pool of guys that they can is so tiny that you end up with a check. You got to go to the checks. You got to go to the checks. Got to go to the checks. Okay, let's unbox. Uh, I haven't looked at this yet. I know who it's from, and I got a glimpse of like what some Who's of it, it from? might be. It's from Adam and Eve. Correct? Oh my God. Did you do Did you an order from Al Adam and Eve, Alex? <laughs> you already know. Adam and Eve sent us some stuff. You want to so know why we're is. unboxing it? Because he can no longer use it with Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which he's never used. Which he's never used with Mandy. 
Oh, wow. I have never. There's that's, a, that's interesting. That's the first thing you grab, though. I know. There's a pegging device. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you put your dick inside this, and then it's more dick on top of it? Wait, oh, is that? Oh, shit, yeah. This is extender. Adam's extension. So it adds two inches. I'm going to keep it 100. Hey, all white guys? guys, there's hope for you. Listen, <laughs> Puerto Rican. You know how small your feet are? <laughs> okay. But here's the thing with this, this Adam and Eve. We're giving them a real free ad right here. Go to Adam and Eve. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We'd so be we, giving free ads. We'd be doing it. We support the motherfuckers that support us. Now we got some condominiums right here. Okay. More condoms. Oh, son, these are my joints. Ew, why are the condoms in, it looks like balloon bags? What? Because they're like, not the so like money, bro. Why are you insulting the product, fam? Yo, this right here. No, I mean, Yo, like fam, you ordered special. a lot of gay shit, son. <laughs> you already know. Son. Alex, <laughs> you already know. You son. already know. Man ordered, this is dead ass. We got to have a conversation about this, You bro. already know. We got to have a conversation about this. Zero tolerance. <laughs> Intro to prostate kit. I don't play. What? <laughs> Yo, you're trying to gentrify your butthole, son. What? Yo, stop trying to move move people into the neighborhood. Some neighborhoods need to remain the same culture they've always been. It is funny that the gayest thing we pull out has a real left-wing name. Zero tolerance. Zero. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And that's some funny shit. Like the most cuckish thing we got. Yo, no joke, these look like Antifa dildos. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the protesters in Portland got. They running around plugging police officers and shit. Oh, man. Bro, these are wild. Alex, you a wild bro. More condoms. Oh, you got a lot of condoms, B. What's that, magnums? Don't need those. Yeah, boy. <laughs> What's up? Yo, you ever tried on a magnum? Nah, I've well, never tried on a condom. <laughs> fuck are we talking about? Fast forward. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. You never used a condom in your life? Why would I? Not even for fun? <laughs> Dead serious? You never did? Nah. Yeah, you've never put a condom on. Yeah. You see how oh. fake surprise a Puerto Rican is? You see, you see, you see how bullshit ass motherfucker. You know what I love about Alex? Is he's so racially diverse that like we can apply all jokes to him. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, a sounding board. Exactly. If the Native American shit pop up, all of a sudden you tanto. <laughs> all right. So wait a minute. You got a lot of shit that goes in the butt. We got a hundred dollar voucher for more shit in the butt. Is that a wine voucher this is? No, no, no. It's for more things. But hey, shout to Adam and Eve. Even though you're not on the podcast, you get in the podcast. This shit is wild, bro. That's This crazy. shit is wild. But look how thin it is. My dick not fitting in that. I just don't. Yo, first of all, two more inches of dick. What am I going to do with five inches of dick? <laughs> Yo, fuck am I going to do? I'm going to murder one of these girls. The whole five inches of dick, son? Yo, y'all crazy. I'm trying oh to leave the God. ovaries alone. Y'all want to have kids one day, don't you, girls? Oh, fuck. Fucking young Schultz in there. You know what I mean? Renovating. You know what I mean? I'm out here. Yo, I'm out here interior decorating with this dick right here, bro. Yo. Yeah, you opening it up. You want to play catch, son? <laughs> nah, fam. Oh, gosh. Fam. Yo, it's mad jelly-like. Yo, 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 it's mad funny. Gosh. It's Say, got all these studs. Uh, yo, it's got... <laughs> so, I closed my mouth when I laughed. This shit ain't no fun over here. I gotta, I gotta throw that shit in your mouth as you laugh. <laughs> son. Yo, it's got all these studs on the dick. You yeah, see that? Yeah, I don't get... I don't... I'm just saying these girls be loving that hurt. 
Yo, they made a fucking dildo with the herp you already got. This the herp. Fam, I can't fit my dick in. Look how tiny that shit is, bro. You can fit your dick in that, bro. I didn't like touching it with you. Yeah. (laughs) You got to throw it to me, son. We can't hold it at the same time. Yeah, nah, nah. And that's if I can't fit the dick in there. You can't fit I that? I mean, why, they, why even make it? Nah, like, we know you, know you got a big old dick, fuck. Yo, they used to call Akash's dick Zenheiser. Because <laughs> that shit looked like a mic. Son. Yo, I heard before girls suck Akash's dick, they tap the top twice. They'd be like, is this thing on? Akash and his big ass dick. Let me put that shit on a water bottle, son. I need a poker thing on the top and just drink it out. Oh my God, I can't. That's weirding me out. No, dead ass, no way, dog. No, dead ass, we gotta Put have a guest. Away, we gotta have bro. a guest come on the show and be like, hey, you want some water? You gotta <laughs> get up water the man you want something. They probably got though. the sex toy episode already. I think they did have a sex toy. Yeah. You were on that? You she gave you sex toys. Nah. Um you right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me rope. And some other shit. She did? did Didn't she give me a podcast? butt plug? Oh, she gave me a butt plug. Yeah. You ever done that? That's why I hate you shit all the time. (laughs) You know what, Alex? That's enough out of you. Okay? That's that's enough out of you. We good, we good, we good. You know, (laughs) bullying me like that, the way you guys have been bullying me and just jumping on me. In all seriousness, I did think about using a butt plug one time. (laughs) Why? Why? What? Why? Hold on, let me think. Look at that goddamn thing. Okay, just leave it there. No, Why but not? you never thought about using a butt plug in your butt? Never, never. Can't say that I have. <laughs> never one time. I don't even know. That's the closest I've seen to a butt plug in my life. Is that thing? What the dilly? Oh, the God. the left wing dildo. Yo, sometimes you got to. Well, I was thinking about using a butt plug <laughs> because I it was um I can't even make it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, God, I can't even me. make it up, bro. I was really getting the sauce was boiling. You know what I mean? I tried to see if the spaghetti was al dente, but it wasn't. That shit was still hard, bro. Still hard. Yo, Alex, thank you so much for buying all this sexual contraband. You're welcome. I really you know. appreciate you. I want you to use it all. You know? If only you had a girl to use it on. Yo, Alex, single, bro. Yeah. Alex single out here. Man. My, sh- my shorty left me after that last episode. Did she really? Yeah. Why'd wow. she leave you? Because you no, she couldn't you, take the heat. He couldn't handle you disrespecting black women. Wait, was this the was this the shorty that was black? Yeah. So now he's back into white women. He don't got to pretend no more. You back into them white ladies? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you want to talk know. sports? Yeah, maybe we should talk about some sports. What do you think, man? I mean, probably. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about what. I don't know who gets no smoking section for this. Kelvin Benjamin, Cam Cam Newton. We saw this. I did see it. Akash, before Every- we get into this fight, can can what? Go ahead. What? Do you think there's a, you think there's a joke? You think there's you think there's some kind of joke attached to this, bro? I think so. There ain't no joke. All right. This is what I'll say about Kelvin Benjamin and uh Cam Newton. Is that Nick Cannon has no hips. 
<laughs> no, no. Uh, honestly, I, what was your take? I looked at it. I I heard the comments. Everybody keeps saying Kelvin Benjamin didn't want it, and it kind of looks like that. But also from the Cam, video, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton went up to him, kind of bumped him, and then tried to shake his hand, which is always weird to me. Like you're gonna have a confrontation with somebody and then offer the handshake. Right. That's a little weird. So and then think, Kelvin just said, nah, he just kept his which hand. Which I right. respect. He yeah. kept the energy, yeah. right? So you think that Cam... I'm a fan of Cam Newton, too. Right. But I love Cam. I thought it was a little weird. You bumped this guy, you ready to go. Like, you hear out here on some... Cam don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then he, But then he just put his hand. I was like, I don't get that part of it. Do you think that... Do you think that that's a really brave place to even do it? Middle like, of the field? Yeah, like both of them know. There's other places they could meet up, but both of them know in the middle of the field. Cam's got to know if he goes up in the middle of the field, camera's fucking everywhere, that Kelvin is not going to just start fighting him, especially on a brand new team, risk, you know, getting injured. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I guess they both have something to lose with their hands, but that's a specific position where if you want to throw hands, you want to fight, there's a lot to be lost. Yeah. You break your hand, you break a finger, you're not catching footballs, you ain't throwing them. Here's why I know, though, uh, Cam is about that action. Who's the the cornerback they had a couple years ago that went to, I can't believe, I can't remember. Norton. Uh, Josh Norton. Norman. Josh, uh, Josh Norman. Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he fought him in Panthers practice. Norman picked him off a couple times. This is the year the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. Norman picked him off a couple times, talking crazy shit, and then somehow they got into it, and there's just a picture. There's one <laughs> oh, yeah, still picture of Cam yeah, with yeah, a giant yeah, smile yeah, on his yeah, face yeah, yeah. just throwing Josh Norman to the ground. Yeah, like, yeah. just big-ass grin on his face. The yeah, yeah, whole yeah. thing is hilarious to him. Yeah, yeah. So Cam is about that action. That's a big motherfucker, too. He's a hoss. Too. He's a That's hoss. a big motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was thinking, I was Great like, hips. He, he ready to go. <laughs> Cam, Cam, Cam yeah. got hips yeah, he got that hips. deserve Mariah. Yeah. Mariah deserves them <laughs> hips. He's built with overtime. He's just 24 hours. He got a couple extra. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't figure out. I wanted to give no smoking section to somebody. Yeah. But I didn't know who to give it to. Because Kelvin didn't. He it would, seems like neither of them wanted smoke. Well, I, one thing I also liked was I think Thomas Davis or whatever, one of the linebackers was also like ready to jaw at Kelvin Benjamin. And then Tam, Cam just like tapped his stomach. He was like, nah, move out the way. This is us. Ah, yeah. I saw the other guy come over, but I wasn't yeah. sure if he was def- who he was defending or what the, what the deal was. That was a Panthers player. I that was, was a Panthers yeah. player. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I feel like. I feel like we're at a point where like legit star athletes don't fight anymore. No. It's a couple guys that might be fighting for a spot on the team. But that's the thing. Cam got in that fight in practice. What fucking quarterback goes at a cornerback like that? Yeah, but like, did he really? I mean, all we have, all we saw was that one picture. There was no video of it that They're I saw. They're not throwing blows, right? They're just grabbing each other. Sure, it's fair like enough. it's like a tussle match, you know what I mean? He's just doing some alpha shit. But that was some alpha shit. That's why they did it in a public setting. I think Cam I, yeah, because if some Cam and, and and Kelvin go at it, it's a fight. Yeah. If oh, it's yeah. your own teammate, you're like, well, I don't want to hurt him too bad, especially someone who's picked me off twice. Yeah. I need him healthy for the season, right? Worked. I just need to yeah. let him know that I'm not afraid of him. Right. He, and on some level, you got to let him, you got to let the team know, like, I'm still the alpha. I'm the quarterback. That's just Everybody got to respect yeah. me. It's yeah. boxing. What do you mean? This is just promo for the season. Oh, you, look you think- at Cam, like, oh, shit. He's ready this year. Yo, there could be something to that, which is like, I bet there's a fight on every fucking, or like at least some kind of drawing. Oh, during training camp, you'll see fights. Constantly. Like, yeah. So we're just choosing to highlight. You'll see giant, like when two teams are scrimmaging against each other, you'll see massive like melees. Well, didn't that happen with the Browns and the Jets? Yeah. This year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, so this is every a very year. normal yeah. thing. 
but we're choosing to highlight it because of the Benjamin Cam like story. And, and talk. Yeah, so yeah, Calvin Benjamin talked shit about Cam. Basically, yeah. he held me back, and then to do it in such a public way. Where it's not even in the heat of the moment. Like, in the heat of the moment, you can always chalk that up to things happening. Yeah. Before a game, this is like, that's what this, this is about this and nothing else. Yeah. We're not just, oh, two passionate players. This is, this motherfucker talks shit about me. Yeah. I want to go confront him about it. Do you think that Cam uh, lives up to any of that criticism? I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but he he he's a confusing dude. What do you mean? Just like, he'll have horrible games. Is, and then what like, is his knock? What would what is what would the experts say the knock is? I think attitude is kind of a big knock. Like he has his fifteen and one season. I don't know. He, I think he just makes bad throws. He takes a shitload of hits that he that he shouldn't. Which I think so. Is a fun. lack of accuracy. I don't know. I don't know what right. the like the, the quarterback gurus are saying. I, I just think it's uh, <clears throat> some bad decision making. Sometimes he'll just have like bad games. Yeah. I also think Cam takes what he has the, the Shaq Lebron thing where he's so big everybody gets away with murder hitting him. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no roughing the passer calls on him. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Um, which is fucked. But like the 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 Super Bowl, he really listen. It's the, if the pass rush is coming, like it's hard for any quarterback to be good. But he did not play well at all, and yeah, yeah. really didn't handle it well. And I I don't know. He's just he's like an enigma to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I I don't know his game well enough. I've just seen a few of the my, games. But... My theory, I I've just kind of come up with. I guess is like yeah. he ha- he's one of these guys who needs to be having fun. To do well. Yes. And if it's not fun, his, he's just not into it. Yes. I'm not really there. He can check out. Yeah. He'll kind of check out on you. Super Bowl against Denver, I think he kind of checked out. Like, he fun- there's one play where he got sacked, fumbled the ball, and then he just didn't really go after it. Which, listen, I get you're a quarterback, you don't want to get hit. Also, it's the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, you get hit. Yeah. Yeah, on the Super Bowl, you can take <clears> And I was hit. a fan, yeah, yeah. and I was trying to defend him, but I couldn't defend that play. I was like, right. that's just weird. Yeah, it, it is. There are people who are capable of that. It's, in, it's interesting that, like, I wonder if I feel that way. It, the more fun I'm having in any environment, the more sure. invested I For am. For sure. It. But there are certain people that can be in, like, a Patriots type of environment where fun seems limited. Yeah. But they like the structure. Some people need structure. Yeah. Like, they, I think that's the allure besides winning for the Patriots is uh, it, there's something comfortable about structure. Yeah, we talked about that. We did on, on the podcast, not with the Patriots, but just in general, humans need. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. With Mouse, we talked yeah. about the, and I think that's what the Patriots offer. It's like if you're a lineman, or if you're one of these positions where you yourself uh, are not like catching the ball and making a play and scoring, but you're a part of this team. Yeah, you like knowing, hey, as long as I do this, yeah, I did my thing right. I go feed my family. We get to win, which feel I feel part of this great team. That's a win. Yeah. This, and maybe that's why they shy away from superstar players is because the superstars start to get upset. The superstars yeah. start to go, I need the ball. What's going on? I think they look at it like artistry for them. Like, I just let me do what I do. I'll f- I'm, I figure it out. Like, I'm trying to think like to Cam, it's like, you don't don't put all this structure on me. Like, let me work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what I do. I was speaking to Miko. I want to get Miko Grimes on the show. She's fucking amazing. She's dope, dude. She said so many cool things. I'll let her share it on the podcast because I don't want. I don't know how much it's private, but she was just talking about her, um, obviously her husband, uh, and just the, the NFL in general, and like the game, and just the difference between a, an Aaron Rodgers and a uh, and a Tom Brady. And the offense for the Patriots is, hey, just make sure you're there, and Tom will get you the right. ball. He'll throw it before you. Make your move. Right. And just but make sure you're there. Right. You know, and then we'll get you the ball. Uh, and what's hard for defenses about that is the ball is released before they even know 
As a receiver makes his cut, ball is released. It's already there. As soon as he turns to where he's supposed to be, ball's right there. Exactly. And you need a guy with a cannon. 90s Cowboys had that kind of offense. Timing-based offense. Just go... This is the, and if this you're is really the, efficient, everybody's on the same side. It's yeah. hard to predict it, right? Because yeah. you're not reacting. You're, you're not reacting to the player. It's already yeah. happened, right? Right. So, and then she explains in Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. Which she said she thought that he's the best, right? And then I was like, "What's the strategy with Aaron Rodgers?" And she goes, "Just get open." That's like, that is how good mm. Rodgers is. There was a it's st- just get open. It's it's make your move. Yeah. And I'll pump the defender out of the way, yeah. pump fake the defender out of the way, and then go and I will get the ball to you. It's insane how good he is. I want to do this story like two weeks ago, I think. He threw in practice a 26-yard no-look touchdown pass. What do you mean no-look? You know how Magic Johnson on a fast break will look at, like I'm looking at you and then I'll pass it to Alex? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers did that on a 26-yard touchdown pass. He stared down one receiver, threw it on like on the left on his left, threw it clear across the field to his right through a 26-yard touchdown pass. I don't understand Just how like, you can throw in a direction either. you're not looking. And I think it was against also his body, which is always hard for quarterbacks. But also you're not look. even looking. Yeah, the across the body throw is 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 really difficult, but like whoa. It's crazy. It's crazy how fucking talented this guy is. Yeah, she said the issue with the Green Bay is they just can't draft. And so much of football is being an elite judge of talent. And the and the Patriots do that really well. They can judge what they need. They might not get the Odell Beckham Jr., right. but they'll judge what they need really well and then people who have My best friend has always said that about all the great teams. Like, yeah. uh, shouts to Peter. He said Alabama, Nick Saban, is really good at getting— He gets great recruits, but I'll also— Let me get the best guys for Alabama and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Boise State. Let me. We can't get the best athletes. TCU. We can't get the best athletes. Yeah. But I can get the best guys for what we're doing. Huh. And that's the difference between an elite team and a good team. Yeah, it's understanding what you do well and then just being efficient, optimizing with it. I think Green Bay can draft decently well. Like they handle their salary cap really well every year. They're not one of these teams that goes out signs a bunch of dumbass contracts. Yeah. But yeah, the Patriots, Belichick, I think is a difference. I mean, I'm not going to argue with someone whose husband plays in the league necessarily, yeah. but like, to me, it's Belichick. Bro, she was telling me some interesting stuff just about like uh, strategies that corners have. <laughs> like, she was saying that her husband will, um, uh, for everybody, anybody who doesn't know, Brent Grimes is her husband. She was saying that her husband will study the plays and memorize every play of the team he's playing against. Fuck. Every play. So Fuck. when they're lined up, he knows what plays come out of eye formation, right. what plays come out of shotgun, what's that, what plays come out of How this, that, the How do you even have time to do that? Son, I, I, I wonder if it becomes like, you know how some people are really good at memorizing lines after right. like 20 years of acting? I yeah. wonder if that's just what it becomes. It becomes rote. And I'm sure a lot of plays are similar, right? right. But he'll memorize every play. And then they'll, he'll memorize little tells. Yeah. So this is this is huge, and I'm sure this is basic information right. for everybody who played football. But I thought it was really cool when some he, often when a receiver goes to the line and they're about to go for a long play, like they're just go long and get the ball, like or it's something rock. long. Yeah. It's a big. It's they're going for big yardage. Yeah. What they'll do is ask the referee if they're on sides. Because the last uh, yeah, thing yeah, you yeah. want is to be a little bit off yeah. sides, and yeah. then that 30-yard gain comes back. Yeah, so whenever a receiver points to the sideline, he's, he's asking the referee, am I on sides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so that is a tell for the corner, right? you don't want to have a 30-yard play called back because you're lined up Because you're off. Yeah. So that that is a huge tell for a corner. So now the t- corner's like, ooh, he's going long. Right. I'm going to jam him up, yeah. or I'm going to go for a jump ball. I'm going to run yeah, with him, yeah. this, that, the other. Right. I really want to get Brent in here because... He's one of these like rare physical anomalies. He he tore his ACL. 
Nobody comes back from an ACL. No, people now come back who? from ACL. People tear ACLs all the time. But who who has been the effect? Sean Lee tore his ACL. It's Cowboys linebacker. He's still really good. What is ACL he? tears happen now. now? 10, 15 years ago, if you tore your ACL, it was one year of being out. That's what he one did. Year. He tore it like 12, 14 no, you're, years No, you're still ago. out for the year. Okay, so what's maybe that's different. Sort but the like, beginning of his like career. Carson Palmer tore, I mean, he guess he wasn't as good as he was then, but he tore his ACL 12 years Think ago. Think about your boy ago. on uh, on the Mavericks. Which Hasn't one? been the same. Which one? Tore his ACL, uh, not ACL. Achilles. Achilles. Sorry. Achilles. I don't mean ACL. Okay. I'll take it back. Achilles. Okay. Torn Torn Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, that's a tough Nobody one. comes back from torn Achilles one, in the yeah. same way. Right. right. Especially if you're in a purely athletic position right. like corner is. Corner yeah. is all catch-up speed, yeah. jumping, that kind of shit. Yeah. And um, what she said that she did, which I thought was really interesting, is uh, she made the doctor lie to him to keep the boot on an extra two weeks. Because wow. she knew that the second he got the boot off, she knew how competitive he was, how how like the fire was in yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So she goes, do me a favor. Just tell him that it's going to take another couple weeks. Let him get that extra thing because he's not going to take it easy. So make right. sure that shit gets stayed in there as much as possible. Wow. And didn't tell him. And then he ended up finding out later when a, when a player friend of his tore his uh, Achilles. And he was like, yeah, my shit was in for like nine months. And they were like, oh, yeah, you said like eight for me or like eight and a half. I was right, like, right. what? And he went to talk to the doctor. Yeah, your wife told me to keep it That's all longer. Oh, wow. But you could argue that it, she also got like sports science degree and shit like that. Yeah. So she understands like the body really well. But like you could, you could argue that it's like really been effective for his career. Of course. You know, it's like not a lot of people can come back from that shit. That's that's really and also I just yeah the the amount of material I remember Steve Young Steve Young went to law school mm-hmm. and he said well he you know he's a commentator now whatever he said uh, the amount of material I had to study in my first year of law school yeah. was nothing compared to the amount of material I had to study to be an NFL quarterback and first year of law school is supposed to be like more information than any human being could possibly read blah 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 because they're weeding you out in law school right they're yeah, like yeah I guess so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. but then he said being an NFL quarterback and this is one it wasn't as advanced of a game. Now he's like, the amount of material I had to study was so much more than what it was to be a lawyer. Yeah. And we assume all these guys are idiots. They're not idiots. We A lot of times I think people are just like, oh, genetic f- freaks. Basketball players know a lot. I think football players might have to know even more just because there's 22 moving parts on they the must, field at they once. Must, they must. And the game stops in between every one. So right. you can actually create a play. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Basketball is It's an more. inbounds play every play. Right. Basically. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a tricky thing. I wonder if it would benefit um the sport if the general public knew how difficult it was. I think we they always say that the hardest position in sports is quarterback. In all sports, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah, always yeah. hear. Um so yeah, I, I I'm just always fascinated by that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get her on here and, and she can I would share some shit. I fucking love to have Miko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miko dope. Call her. Yeah, she's dope. There, I'm going to call her. Maybe she'll come up in the next uh, next week or something like that. All she's right, got well. some great, uh, dude, great yeah. takes on the league and great takes on like just players in general. Yeah. You know, she said um, she thinks uh, Julio Jones is the best. He's incredible. He said, he was without a doubt better than AB. She's like, oh, AB really? is amazing, but Julio is AB only 6'5". And Man, that's the difference. He's just such a fucking monster. Yeah, I remember thinking like, how is he? He didn't look that big in Alabama to me. Yeah. Then I'm looking at him in the NFL. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. So I read an article about him. He doesn't really work out in the off season. Really? His takes but his spot, takes... his his nutrition. Like he has a private chef that cooks him like 
shark for breakfast and like everything is like super nutritious. <laughs> yeah. He sleeps ten, nine, ten hours a day whenever he can. And he was like, I don't really work out in the off season. I just try to sleep, eat right, and that's it. So it's take all care of my recovery, body. And then yeah. for four months, I put my body through hell. Yeah, yeah take care of my body. It's and it's just there's so much science in sports now. It's real kind of an interesting time. Like before we like Larry Bird, the, the eighty Celtics. All look like just a bunch of fucking drunks who ran a lot yeah, and yeah, then yeah. played basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now Steve yeah. Nash wasn't eating sugar and he was in a plant based diet or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Now fucking Julio Jones is eating Jaws every morning. Like, Captain Ahab over here. Yeah, you know? there's a, yeah, yeah. There's much more of a commitment to your body. There's, yeah, we just know more. Like, it, we know how much all this means. It almost kind of bums me out. I saw this, I saw this, uh, this surfer and he was doing like weightlifting. Yeah. And, uh, professional surfer. Right. And, um, I was almost bummed out because there was something beautiful about surfing, which was, nah, it's just the dude yeah, like, yeah. getting on the board. Right, right, it's right. just natural. It's like, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and now it's become an actual competitive sport right. where you're trying to get every possible advantage you can. Right. It's not who is just, all of us are sitting here. Who's the most naturally gifted? Right. Now I can find a way to lift weights and get some sort yeah. of competitive yeah. advantage over this person who is truly naturally gifted. Right. And now it comes down to like dedication, not raw. Right. Which is good for sports. Don't get me wrong. And then maybe this is a good transition to Tiger, which is like Tiger was maybe the most naturally gifted, but also changed the game and he was yeah. willing to work out. Yeah. Willing to do everything. Because golf, too much. they didn't have any muscles. Yeah. Until so, ten years ago. So yeah, I I didn't watch any. Did anybody watch any of the golf? Uh-uh. A I little kept bit. up with it. I couldn't. I didn't have access to TV on my phone, but right. I was just keeping up with the scores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this motherfucker. It seems incredible, dude. All of his all, drives. Apparently, he shanked every drive. Yeah. Every drive. The and last. He just round. makes up for it in the. And short then he game. would just make up for it with yeah, yeah. every other shot. Yeah. So there's something interesting, and I'm again, I'm not a big golf fan, but. Is there a more is there a sport more dependent on a single athlete than Tiger Woods? Oh no, no, no. We've never experienced anything like this. No. He's making this run, right? right? On the fourth day. He's making this run, and the entire fucking world is glued to the television, right? And I thought it was really interesting to juxtapose it with that like uh, racist march in DC. <laughs> like twenty five people come out. For right. this big racist march, it's twenty five right. racists that right. are there, outnumbered four hundred to twenty five by right. uh, anti protesters, and they're there talking about you know how we need you know America should be this white country right. and white right. supremacy and all this kind of shit like that, and literally the rest of America is glued to their TV. <laughs> Watching this racially ambiguous oh, little bit of everything, Alex like motherfucker, <laughs> dominate a sport that is traditionally white. That didn't like him for a while. That might not have liked him for a while. And now everybody together is like, thank God Tiger's back. Yo. I and I'd never seen a redemption story like this. It's not there yet, but when he wins it, it's but it's all thirty for thirty there. is is sold. I mean, thirty. For he got to win it for the thirty for thirty to have the real great ending. For in the my complete opinion, Disney complete. ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even now, we can appreciate this guy. His entire life was in a tailspin for almost a decade. Like this guy is running is to fire long? hydrants, cheating on his wife all the time. So it started ten years ago. That two thousand nine was when that story broke. 
Yeah, Tiger's yes. been Tiger's been out of it. For I think I might have brought bro. this up in 2008. I was uh, Russell Peters was doing a show with the Dallas Improv, and I got to go backstage and hang yeah. out all weekend. And then Gwen Stefani comes through with no doubt. A little okay. small anecdote. And one of the fucking hangers on people was mad, annoying, trying to brag about who he knows. But I thought this story was interesting. They had a huge bottle of Belvedere or Grey Goose or whatever. And he said, "I tried to give Tiger a glass of vodka one time in, a, in one of these big bottles. I was at a party with Tiger Woods, and he goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then he just grabbed the bottle from me and just started drinking out of it. And I was like, "Tiger parties like that." And then six months later, you find out this motherfucker's life is in shambles. <laughs> okay. uh, does that, loses his wife, yeah. loses his kids, can't win for shit. Baxter, fusing two vertebrae together, gets caught, passed out at the wheel, high off Vicodin or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Maybe DUI, no one knows what's going on. Horrible mugshot. This was, we've started flagrant two since that happened. It's not even a year. And now he's second place in a major. Wait a minute, he did that, that drunk driving thing or the pill driving? That was within a less year. Less than a year ago. I'm pretty sure we want to talk about that on Flagrant 2. Somebody can look up the exact date, but I'm pretty sure that was within the past year. And and then he ends up turning it around and starting to play... Just like Tiger all of a sudden. How? I don't fucking know, man. Just insane natural gifts, I guess. I, don't, I have no clue. But it's got to be work, right? Like, oh, I'm sure. You fuse your back, it's going to change your swing. There's going to change sure. certain things. And he was able to just to put in the work. I heard one guy who had that surgery done, one like legend, was like, you feel much better after the surgery. Oh, really? You feel much better. Yeah, but he was, was done before May that. May of 2017. Bro. Okay, so he wins. And do we care so much about his redemption story, we forgive what he's redeeming himself from? Yes. We do. That's what redemption is. If you redeem, if you, if somebody has a redemption story, yeah, you will have Jesus, forgiven. Christ the Redeemer, we hear you. Talk to me. Go, talk to me. I'm saying, if, if it's, it's not a redemption story if we haven't forgiven you. You know what bars. I mean? Bars. <laughs> if, if we haven't Our forgiven you, bars we just today. salty about it. Everybody rooting for Tiger because we we've want, already we've already forgiven him. He's forgiven. It's a weird, we need to see you get dragged. Do we forgive the people that we feel have suffered enough and not forgive the people that we feel have not suffered? I don't know what makes forgiveness and what doesn't. I do think when we see you fall, it's a weird thing that they'll build you up to tear you down. And then as, as you hit your bottom, people start forgiving you. I never liked Tiger. I wasn't a part of the whole building up thing. For some reason, I just never liked him. And then I remember even when he fell, I was like, I don't really give a fuck. Then I read an article. Anybody who's remotely interested in Tiger, read this article by Wright Thompson. And okay. it really humanizes what he went through after his dad died. And like yeah. all this Navy SEAL training was just a way to connect to his dad who had died. Right. All this like drinking and womanizing, all that shit. And then after that, I was like, oh man, fuck. I see. Now I see this guy. You know what I mean? He and did like, a horrible job of humanizing himself. Oh, he wasn't yeah. the most likable person Apparently in interviews. Apparently he was pretty like and, borderline sociopathic yeah, the way of course. he treated people. And, and you need to be, and I'm sure that's how he was treated. Yeah. Apparently, I heard a, uh, I was watching a, some sort of interview and it said he asked for that treatment from his father. Really? Yeah, he was like, um, it was some kind of conversation he had with his dad and it was something to the extent of, you know, do you want to be great? Because if you want to be great, you have to push me. Or I have to push you. Right. And he was like, I want to be great. And then his dad started pushing him in a way that, you know, some might feel was a little bit yeah. too much. But you see a lot of these fathers that create greatness through pushing, like the Joe, Joe Jackson. Serena Williams' dad. Ser- um, Serena Williams, Williams. Roy Jones Jr.'s father was incredibly abusive in the treatment of Roy Jones Jr., the boxer. And uh, historically so. And Roy, for you know, until he started getting knocked out, was the best boxer I've ever seen. Ever seen. 
until he started getting drop knees, you know, really? slow down. But yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole different discussion. Like how much should you push your kids? Yeah. What is great? What is better greatness or happiness? Right. Because you'll push them into greatness and push them away from happiness. Yeah. And Tiger, I mean, it's, it's that Jordan I don't kind think of thing. he's happy. Uh, now though, apparently it's a different guy on tour. Really? And the only thing I, things I really know about golf or shit I hear on the ticket, but like people, apparently he was one of the most disliked golfers before. And now he's like approachable. Hmm. He's smiling with people. Like hmm. all of a sudden it seems like a different tiger in the past year or so. Hmm. And it's just, it's a fucking redemption story we've never had in sports already, I think. Yeah, I like this idea of you're forgiven. Once you're forgiven, we want to see you redeemed. And there's different ways where we can kind of, huh, there's different ways where you can come back. One is just with like great content, you know, like Chris with Chris and Rihanna. I don't know if he was ever forgiven for what happened with Rihanna, but yeah. the music came out. Like I remember he had that song afterwards. Deuces. Deuces, uh, I Can Transform You. Remember, I can't transform yeah, yeah, yeah. you. I'd fucking, that song was amazing. And he just kept putting out great music after great music. And we never forgave, but we were like, the music's really good. But he lives and dies on his music. Let Chris Brown put a trash album out and all of a sudden he's a woman beater. Right, right, right. Tiger, we started wanting him to win. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. different. It wasn't like, you're a piece of shit, but suffering. now you're winning. And we you, saw the suffering of Tiger. You fucking suffered. So we're like, all right, fam, you went through enough. Yeah. You're good. I don't even know if we decide like that. I think just humans don't want to see a person suffering. So we're like, fuck this guy. Come on, but, give him the fucking win. But we didn't want to see him. It's not like we want to see him stop suffering. We want to see him succeed again. Yeah, That's yeah, different. Yeah. It's oh, not yeah. like you were waterboarding yeah, him you're right. and you're like, stop with the water. Yeah. It was like all of us yesterday, if you weren't on your watching on TV, you're on your phone checking. Like, I don't right. even know how to calculate the shit i'm like <laughs> what's the 63 you know what i mean like how, how are we doing it you know and but i'm looking like is he gonna take this motherfucker out i remember he finished with 65 and i remember this brooks dude had to bogey i think two two holes in order for it to tie or, yeah, or double yeah, bogey in order yeah. the last off whatever right. he ends up handling his business good shit but there is something to the fact that if you showcase to the people you suffered enough yeah and maybe that's the whole point of the justice system in general. Like it's developed off this idea that humans have a capacity for forgiveness yeah. once you've gone fucking through got, it. You got to serve your time. Serve your motherfucking Tiger time, Tiger did bro. his bid, boy. Ooh, 10 years. 10 year bid. He got some pussy. That's it. <laughs> he got some pussy. Uh, he didn't hurt nobody. Yeah. Right? Like it was fucking girls that knew the deal. It's not like he was just going out, you know, fucking any old girl's well, going to ruin his actually, family. This is what I was going to say about when you were talking about being rich for dudes. I was thinking, <laughs> well, Prokhorov was like a playboy and everybody's like, that's cool. If you don't get married and you're super rich and super successful, you can womanize as much as you want to. Don't cross the line of consent or whatever. Fuck everybody you want to. Mm -hmm. But the second you get married, you better not get caught cheating. And why are we like that? I don't know. It's just an observation I had as I was thinking through. There's like a sanctity. You think we forgive poor cheaters more than rich? I kind of do. Elaborate. I mean, just like some fucking dude at your job who cheats. All right. We all know people who cheat. Every one of us knows people who cheat. Not men. Because not, not, not men. Because <laughs> men don't cheat. I, don't know I know a bunch of men. Not cheat. men. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, men. Because yeah. men don't cheat. But yeah. we all know and women. Neither do who black cheat. women. Shouts to black women. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but we all know people who cheat. And then you're just like, yeah, he cheats. It's kind of shitty. Whatever. You can compartmentalize it. People found out Jay Z cheated. This motherfucker had to get dragged for an album. 
Make another album about apologizing. Grow his hair out. Grow his hair he out. Grow, he had to grow his hair out like the girl he cheated. <laughs> take naked pics oh, with his girl man, for Instagram. Dick. You know what I mean? Like this motherfucker got, he went through it. And anybody who thought Jay-Z was faithful, I'm just like, why would you think this is a fucking billion? You, you probably don't get that successful without being a little fl- uh, flexible on your values. Like I'm sure it's happened. But I'm also sure oh, it's rare. There's no such thing as an ethical billionaire. That's what I'm saying. There's never been in history an but ethical Elon billionaire. Musk, nobody gives a fuck who he Come dates. On, who he, fu- he can fuck everybody. Come whatever. on, son. But if yeah. Elon Musk gets married, you better only yeah. fuck her. Chill it out. Now, that's a great, that's very true about being an ethical a billionaire. Even, I mean, millions you could probably make ethically, but yeah. it's tough. Yeah. But billions, there's no way you could do it. Name any billionaire. The fucking Rockefellers. Come on. Every one of them. Piece of shit. Every uh, great even the Kennedys. Was built on a crime. Isn't that what they say? Every single one was built on a crime. Yeah. Right? Or every single one was built on something that was like pseudo legal at the time. I mean, all these like really wealthy American families, they made their money in the opium trade, slavery, alcohol trade, slavery. I wonder if there's actually wealthy slave owning families still. I'm sure there's some old money slave owners out there. I think so. Honestly, I'd be surprised. There wasn't immense wealth in the South. I think that there it, there'd be much more money in a uh, owning like a commodity or an illegal commodity. So um, Nike's still making fucking paying Chinese money, people. Yeah, yeah. But so oh, let's yeah, even let's, let's just expand I mean. the point though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nike's still paying Chinese kids twelve cents an hour to make fucking sneakers. Right, 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 right. That's uh, none of us really care because we like our Jordans. But. but you know that school I went to in the city, Bard. There was I wasn't gonna say, but whatever. Um, Oh, there was looking a family up your there. There was like three brothers. Yep. Calvertons, and they have like history you can date back in so Virginia, like 1600s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even I've saw pictures of their home. It looks right. like that's like a, a plantation. So yeah, it looks like a plantation. Yeah. I think what a lot of ha- I think what a lot of people did is amass wealth through slavery. And then use that wealth to enter other businesses. So now you own a bunch of land, or now you own the shipping business. But the way you make, like, you make money after slavery, because once slavery comes around, it's like once slavery is over, it's yeah. like this is done. You're not making the same money that right. you were making now that you got to pay motherfuckers. Well, there's the sharecropping, but the whole thing, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. The real money's made from that fucking import export. Yeah, and that's what it. That's how the money is forever. Even the people making money right now, it's import export. You selling iPhones to China, dog? You ain't selling just iPhones here. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of people in the world you want to sell shit to. Yeah. You know? it's But I think to the, the main point, which was... Forgiveness, I think. Oh, no. It was about being successful enough oh, yeah. to cheat. Right, right, right. You know? And just the F, being an ethical billionaire. Yeah. And maybe it has to do with how successful your wife is. Beyonce is wildly successful on her own. Tiger Woods' so wife like, was a fucking nanny. This I know. Bitch. We and, pretend she was a model, and and I know, but that's why we're willing to forgive so easily. Like I, I forgave Tiger before I ever had. <laughs> like I never. Like <laughs> motherfuckers are talking about, do you forgive him? I'm like, for what? what? <laughs> Wait, for losing? He started losing. That I pissed for me off. For winning a perfectly good Escalade yeah. and Navigator. Yeah, this motherfucker was so committed to selling hats, he went bald. Nah, I was outraged by what Tiger Woods did to that fire hydrant. Yeah, motherfuckers need that water. You know what I mean? There could have been a fire. You know what I mean? This asshole. So on some real shit. I think it a lot of times has to do with the wife. If you cheat on a woman who's wildly successful and doesn't need your ass, we're not going to drag you for that. How dare you cheat on Beyonce? 
if you cheat on some chick who doesn't have a job, is basically leeching on you, this, that, the other, then it's like, okay, nah, you signed up I, for it. I think both of them got dragged and then both yeah. of them got forgiven. Jay-Z. I'm just saying, okay, when basketball players cheat on their wives, we give a fuck? No. They kind of, there's an understanding, though. That's yeah, the understanding everybody. is, I work, you don't. I get to fuck girls, you don't. Yeah, but I mean, everybody knows basketball players kind of operate a little bit different. Then rappers? <laughs> Come on, son. It is a weird the wife thing. Got it. Yo, real talk, the wife in our eyes, in our hearts, the wife's got to earn fidelity. They got to bring, in our eyes and hearts, the wives have to bring it up to the table where we go, ah, he should be being faithful to her. If you some chick that you pluck out of Norway and all you do is hang around and buy shit for the apartment that you like, and you expect Tiger to be faithful when he goes to One Oak? All right, so Kobe. Were we mad at Kobe because he cheated or because it was potentially rape? Because it was rape. Ain't nobody felt bad about Kobe cheating. Oh, I thought they were. Nah, people were so mad. The man had to buy a four million dollar ring. Yeah, like they like people. That's his wife. He didn't buy that for us. He bought that for the wife. Everybody got a price. You You said earlier. You gotta tell everybody. You gotta make that shit very public. It's like when Shiggy cheated recently. You know, Shiggy Kiki. Do you love me? Are you riding? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This kid. I guess his girl caught him up, and he had a whole transcript on fucking Instagram talking about. You know, I I, believe the fuck. I I couldn't believe the fuck I was saying. Yeah, but he wasn't doing that for me and you. (laughs) That's hilarious. He was doing that for. You know who he was doing that for? Akash. Man, who gives a fuck who he was doing that for? I can't believe I give a fuck about. Fam, you are the best boyfriend. You didn't even go to the strip club with us. I'm incredible. Why? You heard that, boo? (laughs) <laughs> Why did you not go? Because I love my girl. Okay, he loves his girl, so he got to look like a pussy in front of guys, just like you did. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you gave your right. Shiggy already. You're like, I don't really like him. <laughs> I don't really like strip clubs, guys. It's, no, not no, really, actually, it's not really that much fun for me, you know? I actually didn't like strip clubs when I was single. I'd only been to one in my he life. Got, he got this a, guy a gay. I know. <laughs> he got a Son, I, you yeah, know how, he got to go in. He got to go in. Nah, no, man, real nah, talk. Let me be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. There is no cemetery on earth as dead as a stripper's eyes. That's the point. Nah, I can't handle that shit. It's a bunch of fucking walking dead bitches What you want? Around. You want a stripper with life in her eyes? I just want to look you at it. You want a stripper being. with hopes and dreams to dance on you, you know for $20? I think so. I know. And then you actually feel bad for Yeah. <laughs> You want nah, someone with nothing that, to lose. That shit, when, when I... You want a girl in your ear the whole time? Like, well, yeah, once I finish dental school, I'm going to do this. Do. Don't they all say they're paying their way through college? No. no. I don't talk to these hoes. Yo, the, only the nerd strippers come to you. That's what you need a girl to come to you like, hey, my name is Valentina. I'd like to grind on you. You're like, yeah. yes, bitch, grind. I remember well, seeing the dudes and the girls dancing. The dudes like throw dollar bills on the stage. I was single. Yeah. But the saddest shit was that the girl didn't give a fuck about the dance. And then after the song is over, they just scurry to the dollar bill like fucking rats and pick it up. I was yeah. like, yo, that yeah. shit is that's that's a strip brutal club. to watch, that's dog. Clubs, huh? That's brutal to watch, You gotta get dog. your cheese. <laughs> Yo, real talk. You know what I mean? You got to get your cheese. Hey, listen, that's part of the game. You can feel bad for them, but they're making six figures. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. I just, that shit wasn't for me. It's hard for me to feel bad for people that are richer than me. Maybe Not none of these strippers, maybe but, maybe you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know what I mean? It might not be, but you know what I'm saying? It's, listen, it's part of the game, bro. That's all I'm saying is, ladies, I'll earn your man. And then you'll earn his fidelity. <laughs> Real talk, bro. Real. That's I, I, That's why you're not cheating on your girl. She make too much. <laughs> that's why he's faithful. 
I got someone to get kicked oh, out. Fuck. You know what I mean? Oh, what, watch, what, watch when we start signing these deals. Watch when we start signing Ali <laughs> and Akash start making this real bread. He'll be like, yo, what's the name of that strip club we were talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm going back home. I figure I might take my brother yeah. to the strip club. Yeah. Akash got to come with that Diddy uh, relationship. He's like, you know, 70-30, you know. <laughs> Wait, what's the Diddy relationship? <laughs> Tell him, Ali. He, was, Diddy. he yeah. was like, I'm faithful 70% of the time. That's so fucking funny. Yo, he's, That's he said so it li- fucking live funny. Live in an interview. Did he? Did he and get he somewhere? It's a, with her. Owning who you are, it. I think that's also a thing. I think if we feel betrayed by you, we don't forgive. Yo, that's the issue. She I think Tiger nowhere. didn't get away with the cheating because he we felt betrayed by him. Dude, I think this happens a lot of times with actors who come out as gay. Oh, okay. And. An argument to be made that they wouldn't be given the same roles if they were out and gay orig- yeah. as gay originally. But I think a lot of times when they come out, like, what's that guy's name who was in How I Met Your Mother? Ted Mosby. Nah, the uh, the dork in high school that was a doctor. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, yeah. So he, when he was straight, he was doing all these movies and TV shows a hit, blah, blah, blah. He comes out as gay, and now he there's no characters for him. Now he just is playing like a weird person for the the a series of unfortunate events. Yo, Andrew just setting up for his come out in five years right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> He's already complained out. There's no Son. roles for white guys anymore. Uh, no roles for white guys. Uh, that's, <laughs> how you, that's how you get had to be gay. That's a career move. Yo, you can't just go gay. Gay's too normal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you better go Caitlyn. You gotta go. You gotta go that far. Yeah, because if you just come out as gay, it's just you know. It's crazy how diverse ain't diverse anymore. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I mean, oh, shit. like I got I got white women telling me I can't say shit, and like I'm uh, like I'm just like well, I'm not diverse anymore. I don't. There's I'm less than one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. That's not diverse no more. What are they saying you can't say? Oh man, people get offended by me all the time. Oh, <laughs> they said he stand up. They said he dropped nigga in the last show. Yeah, they did. No. <laughs> Son, yeah. Akash, you making it. <laughs> Son. People were demanding apologies. I was like, Son. for what? No, that's a huge compliment, bro. <laughs> that's how you know black people fuck with you. That's I'm telling you, this happened to me. That's how I knew black people were fucking with me. When they started like, yo, I think you said the N-word. And I was like, oh, you really paying attention to what I say. <laughs> I literally got <laughs> nah, multiple. He's on world when you go to apologize. And I was like, what the fuck? Nah, they try to bait you into it because they know you didn't say it. Yeah. Like, I'll say something. That I hit him with the transcript. Do. I went back because they gave me the timestamp. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, I think it was talking about Jesus. I said, like, even then they're going to do something, something, something. And they heard even then they're going to as an N-word. Here's the thing. Why do you call black women the M word? <laughs> is this a joke? You asking me like this is a riddle? <laughs> like a knock knock joke? You gonna have to stop calling our black queens the M word <laughs> on the podcast, Akaz? I remember hearing you say it. <laughs> I was talking about Jesus. Is Jesus a black woman? <laughs> Maybe he was Akash. Maybe he was. Maybe Jesus was a black woman. All right, betrayed by his best friend. <laughs> He's trifling hoes, yo. Yo, <laughs> trifling, bro. Trifling, yo. Oh, man. Real talk. How they gonna do Jesus like that? Word. Yo, man. Yo, yo. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Wait, go, 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 go. He's like, go, like go. Nah, what I want to say. Nah. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. I, I'm sure this has been said by comedians. Yeah. But 
I do find something funny about the fact that like Jesus was a carpenter and like carpentry really killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, and what if he told these motherfuckers how to make them? Like, what if they wanted Jesus out for a minute and they're like, yo, what should we hang him on, you know, or put him up on? And then, like, they're like, we got to do on a cross. And they're like, yeah, but we don't make it good enough. Who's good at making crosses? And they're like, yo, Jesus is. And then, what if he, like, taught them how to. Nah, all right. I'm just saying, it's just workshopping. I'm just workshopping shit here. You know what I mean? Golly. You think before they, he got up there, he was like, this is uneven. <laughs> <laughs> Even good. Son, that's why they, they put it well through the crafted. feet and the hands. They weren't just gonna do one or the other, but they're like, "Now, nah, you, oh, you gonna criticize? Oh, you gonna criticize now? All right, give him another spike. Give him another Shoddy spike. ass craftsmanship. That's the biggest insult. I'm gonna get splinters on this motherfucker. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck! That's probably why he made the cross uh, part of the Christian religion. He's like, I'm gonna show y'all how to make it straight. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, is everybody tuned out? Yeah, Yo. okay. <laughs> what? What were you gonna say? My best friend's mom, black lady, southern. Uh, you know Luther. Yeah, Luther's that's mom. I fuck with Akai. Luther's not. Nah, <laughs> who? You fuck with black southern girls? Yeah. Black southern moms. Your best, that's your, your best move? friend, man. I like that. Oh, okay. Oh, appreciate that. Um, Only yeah. southern thing you like is slavery. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's how fucked up Alex is, bro. Yo, you know what we gotta do? We gotta have you guys timestamp when Alex says the N word. <laughs> Alex, we need to do dial that shit back. It was, bro, when you send that shit to who is it? Who was it? It was you and and it was you and Mouse or you and Kaz, I forget, but they were coming at you and you just needed it to stop. It was yeah, Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> like it's like it's coming at you, blah blah blah. You like wipe him and this and that. You were like, listen. <laughs> you hit that shit hard like to let him know <laughs> I am a black man in America <laughs> oh, fuck. oh my god what you were saying oh god you were saying oh uh, it's just a funny joke my friend's mom said a black southern lady I said uh, you think Jesus was was, uh, was white and she goes come on now come on now Kosh you know if Jesus was white they wouldn't have had him carrying his own cross and going on <laughs> Shit, Jesus was Mexican. <laughs> you think Jesus was Mexican? Yeah. Wow. Wait, why? Only way I'd believe Jesus is Mexican <laughs> is if they pulled up to the cross in a pickup truck and he hopped out the back of it. Oh, man. Yo, what? Why is Jesus Mexican? Nah, I ain't never mind. Alex, say it. I'm good. Alex, say it. I'm good. I ain't there yet. Why was he Mexican, bro? Come on. I like being the white guy behind the camera. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yo. Y'all got to follow Alex on Instagram. He's mad funny unintentionally on Instagram, yo. He's still doing pull-ups and... Nah, he's not nah, doing pull-ups. He stopped that right now. But he does this really funny shit, like... Where he'll like takes pictures of people of people complimenting him, and then he'll like downplay it, and he'll be like, "Yo, at, they're like Alex, yo, you the funniest one on the podcast." <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then he'll do shit where he'll be like, "Man, I'm, I'm just, just a, a camera man." Fuck! <laughs> 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 I peeped that. I peeped that on Twitter. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> yo, I'm telling you, Alex Media with two X's, yo. Go follow Alex Instagram. This shit is too funny. Just all that's all you know, you post that shit and then pictures of him not getting pussy with Wheezy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's dry out here, man. Yo, it is, huh? Shit. Fuck, you want you wanna know where else it was dry? Where they hung Jesus up on that cross. <laughs> that shit was the desert, beef. Uh. Oh man. He knew it was going to happen, though, right? But it had to happen. Did he tell the future? (laughs) (laughs) He's not a sorcerer, fam. (laughs) He's not a gypsy, dog. He dressed like it. He's not a fucking tarot card. He dressed like it. What you mean he's not tarot? (laughs) (laughs) He is. He is. How he knew that Judas was going to do that? How do you know the water was going to be walkable? As God's son, fam, he knows these things. So he knows the future. Yeah, he's not a fortune teller. He's more than a fortune teller. What? That's God's son, fam. I didn't say that he wasn't more. I just said that's one of his it's superpowers. Like saying, he uh, could walk on water. Can yeah. you? No, I'm not God's son. <laughs> <laughs> so he could do it or no? Like, he could tell the future or no? Yeah. Uh, yes or No. I don't know if he knew everything. Yo, what, I guess. Hey, real talk. He knew he was gonna get crucified. Real talk. Yeah. How do you not know this, Alex? You black? You Christian? You Puerto Rican? Everything about you should know this. Nah, come on, come on, come on, come on. You don't pull American. out everything about native, you, bro. He's native, bro. Native he's native. American, Ask him man. how to use a buffalo in a lot of ways. That <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker gonna tell you. But look, with Jesus, real talk. We need to have this discussion. You think when he got to heaven, right? You think he like, and he's speaking his pops, and he's like, so I had to carry the thing the whole time. Like I had to get whipped the whole time. Like what? Why? Why? You know, I couldn't. You couldn't just expedite the process a little bit. You're my dad. <laughs> no, I think he. I think he. Ex- <laughs> wait. So hard to die. I'm just saying. It's like. That's your dad, bro. Like, what if your dad allowed all that shit to happen to you? He, this is what I'm saying, though. He Ugh. knew it was going to happen. He knew what had to happen. God, it was like his training camp. It was like his two-a-days. Like, I know I got to do this. No, I think I don't think he knew. I think he knew, fam. I think his dad put him through it. His dad sacrificed him for yeah, the greater knew, good. But he knew that's what it was. Oh, my gosh. But it's, it's not a hard convo with your pops? Like, why do you love them more than me? I think, wait, isn't there, aren't there parts of the Bible where he's asking, Alex, I'm looking at you. Yo, Yo I don't get why Yo. you're looking at me. Look at this guy. Yo, because gotta, you're black and Puerto Rican. I got to ask Carl Lentz to come in because we got to ask Carl about this. If I'm Jesus, I'm looking at my pops. I'm like, Yo, pops, you're my dad. Why you love all these other people more than me? Yeah. I also got a couple of Bieber questions I want to ask him. So let's get him on the I podcast. I went to church to drink wine at a young age <laughs> for the cracker. Damn, bro. You're the whitest motherfucker I know, man. <laughs> Who the fuck? They let you drink wine at a young age at the church? Yeah, Yeah. when you get at my um, church. At your church? Yeah. What was the name of your priest? The blood and the body and shit. (laughs) What was the name of your priest? I bet you were taking the body of Christ. (laughs) 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 What what part of the body? What part of the body were you taking? (laughs) He just opens up that robe. How have I never heard that joke? That's so good. No, bro, we out here, bro. Listen, my one joke about Jesus' dad bombed. I had to to come back and really bombed. I thought it was a real conversation. I thought it was, but it was with some humor sprinkled in. (laughs) No, Body of Christ is a banger. 
So that's a banger. Can I tell y'all something? And I was it's on my Instagram and I did it, but I, it really was a true moment for me. Do you know how milk is made? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did you I, see my Instagram post about this? No. Do you know where milk comes from? Cow's titties. But how it got there? What do you mean? They impregnate the cow. Then when the cow gives birth, they take the fucking baby cow away That's from the mom. Brutal. Son. See, I didn't know that. And then they just start milking the nipples and the, because the only way it produces milk is if they have a newborn. I thought cows always have milk I inside s- of them. No, I, I would have swore by it. I Son. <laughs> That's brutal. They only got milk just like women only got milk when they're, when yeah, they're nah, breastfeeding. That makes sense. So th- this is how we get milk. That's brutal. Son, I felt so bad about this shit. And I genuinely was, I felt fucked up. I was like, yo, I'm not going to drink milk no more. This is fucked up. I'm a Hindu. That shit bothered me double. Son, it should. I don't want milk no more. Son, I'm like, I'm not fucking with milk, no milk products, nothing. And but then, then cheese. Oh, no, 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 no. Back back of my ear, all of a sudden I hear. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, what? Hold on. I'm like, hold on. Is that Mr. Softy truck? What is it? Hold on. It's getting louder. It's getting louder. I was like, I can't separate families. Do you know what I mean? I'm separating cow families. I can't be doing this. It's just horrible. I'm Trump supporting with the cows, son. Gosh, it got so loud. It was pulled the fucking Mr. Softy pulls up like 50 feet from me. Gosh, 50 feet Swirl with rainbow sprinks. Son, I had to do it, son. I had to go swirl with rainbow sprinks. Gosh, I couldn't. I couldn't hold back. That's what I was thinking about was nachos. I was like, you just give up nachos like that? Cheese. You know what I mean? But can you do cheese with that other milk? The powder shit? Yeah. powdered milk, this is probably the dumbest question. Yeah. Powdered milk, does that have any remnants of milk? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I heard it coming out. I was like, oh, fuck. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm going to get crucified. Hold on, buddy. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. Hold on, little buddy. Hey, why don't you ask that question one more time? No, I'm good. Hey, hey, just ask that question. Just ask that question one more time to all the people listening to Flagrant 2. Ask away. What what was the question you had? So I'm Akash and I'm asking. <laughs> That was your me? I feel like you still sound more masculine than me. (laughs) It's not often an impression is flattering. (laughs) Son, yes, powder milk comes from milk, bro. What do you think it came from? Powder? I have no idea. I have zero idea. (sighs) I thought it was fake. Akash? Should we do an ad? I got to piss. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, but just one thing. Go, go, go. I don't think... Cows have to keep having babies. Once they start making the milk, as long nah. as you keep pulling from them. Nope, got to keep having babies. Yeah, so then how do the mothers who breastfeed their children to like 14? Those tits just keep making milk as long as you keep pumping. No, because eventually cows stop drinking the milk. And eventually they'll just start drinking, eating the grass and that kind of shit like that. No, but as once the cow has the babies for the first time, yeah, then the farmer just keeps pumping. No, but it doesn't work like that. No. They have to keep on inseminating them. 
They right. run out of milk. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what's so fucking devastating about yeah, that Yeah, I'm shit. good on milk now. Yo, son, I might be good on milk until ice cream. <laughs> All right? Let me tell you something. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Happy Time Murders. You know the world of Jim Henson, but discover what happens on the other side of the street in the most outrageous R-rated comedy of the summer. Brian Henson, the son of Jim Henson and the director of Muppets Christmas Carol and Muppets Treasure Island, brings us the very R-rated Happy Time Murders, starring uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, as a foul-mouthed detective in a world where puppets and humans coexist. It's a place where the puppets interact with humans in a very adult Sometimes shocking and ultimately hilarious way. And the Happy Time Murders detective Connie Edwards, played by Melissa McCarthy, teams up with her puppet partner Phil Phillips and goes into the seedy underbelly of Los Angeles to find out who's behind a series of puppet murders. How you out here murdering puppets? The Happy Time Murders is unapologetically outrageous and co-stars comedy all-stars Maya Rudolph, Elizabeth Banks, and Joel McHale. These puppets are no sesame all street. You heard that? That's what we call a byline right there. I'm fucking with that one. No Sesame All Street. See the Happy Time Murders in theaters August 24th. Make sure you go handle that. You know, I'm going to be seeing that. I like it when they take those uh, puppet movies and they turn them into... uh, Not even puppet movies, but I like it when they take cartoons and these types of things and turn them into adult content because it seems that much more fucked up. Like South Park will touch on these like adult issues uh, and it seems that much more savage because it's basically kids doing it. You know, it's, it's a kid's... It would look like a kid's show is um, is attacking these like foul, not politically correct and unapologetic terms, which is something I guess we would say that we do here. On this very podcast, I just read the ad. You're perfectly timed to come back. Oh, we will not be pushed around and bullied by what people interpret. You will have to judge us on our intent. Um, what else we got in terms of uh, deportes, Akash? You know, it's kind of a funny story to me. <clears throat> so Hugh Jackson, a punishment for a player. I don't remember what, what rule the player violated, but the punishment was that he had to play most of a preseason game. So... Being on the Cleveland Browns is so fucking miserable that if I want to punish you, the best way to do that is to make you play on the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I thought they left him in because he was getting torched and they were just trying to embarrass him. From what I understand, it was a disciplinary thing. Maybe I'm maybe I'm fucking up and I'm just yeah. reading headlines like a loser. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but we could if in the meantime, while I look up the facts of that story, we could talk IT in Cleveland. Oh, IT out here. This is the thing with IT. Before we go and we feel bad about IT and the sob story that is IT, understand what happens. IT goes on his Instagram and talks about every team he's been on and the bad ones he kind of shits on, the good ones he says uh, it's good. And he basically says uh, that Cleveland was a shithole. IT is Isaiah Thomas. Right. Um, now, this tells you everything you need to know about IT. Yep. Okay? If he is not tight-lipped on his public Instagram that's yep. consumed by the world, every single reporter, every single news slot. If he's not tight-lipped about an ex-team, a team he's no longer with, you don't need to say shit. You just keep it moving. A team every- you could theoretically re-sign with. Absolutely. Not to mention, every other team is going, do I want to sign this guy who will yep. talk shit about us when yep. he leaves? There's something to professionalism, which IT appears to not have any of. I love watching him play. And when he's on his elite uh, shit, he is one of the most fun players to watch, hands down. How many times has he been on his elite shit? With Boston? Boston. 
And I'll be honest, when he was with uh, either uh, uh, Phoenix, Sacramento or Phoenix, like he was a very fun player to watch. Undeniably fun player to watch. Um, but it's just very, it's very interesting to see someone continue to shoot themselves in the foot. And when you see someone shoot themselves in the foot once, you feel bad. You see them do it twice, you're like, hey, bro, what's going on? Three times, you're like... You might need to get rid of that gun or get yeah. rid of that foot because yeah. you're going to keep on doing this. You know, I was in Boston doing this thing this weekend and uh, I met up with a, a bouncer there who had been shot 10 times. And my first question for him was like, do you ever think it's you? <laughs> like 10 times and separate times. Yeah. It's got to be you. My first question is, do you not have any other skills? Well, I asked him, I was like, do you want to just move to like a different part of the comedy club? <laughs> Like, the, you know, working the He bus. got shot at a comedy club? Damn, by a girl. No. Wow. Son. A girl was coming there to shoot her boyfriend, and uh, uh, he broke it up, and so she shot him. He's got a scar on his face going from his lips to his cheek, and uh, it's from a girl who thought he was cheating on her. And I was like, well, did you at least cheat on her? And she's like, he's like, no, never cheat. Bro, imagine you got your face sliced open by a girl. For cheating when you didn't even fucking wow. cheat. That's crazy. Son. Girls are crazy out here, son. There's some crazy ass girls, bro. Some crazy ass girls. Yeah, fuck. Anyway. Point being is if you see somebody making the same mistake over and over again, you're gonna have to realize. I mean, yeah. It might be them. None of us should really be on social media. IT less than most of us. Yeah, you're so right, dude. I mean, who fucks himself on social media more than IT? Trying to think. You know, it's also interesting. Sorry to interrupt. Go. Apparently, he he let Danny Ainge and whoever else, he let it be known. He would Absolutely be open back, to, right? yeah, he would be open to coming back to Boston. Yeah. No offers were made. Yeah. He could have signed the veterans. I think if you took the veterans minimum, whatever he took from Sacramento, he'd have taken the same amount, maybe even a little less to go to Boston. And they were Denver, just like, Denver. He went to Denver. Denver, my yeah. bad. I'm sorry. They just said, no, nah, we're good. Because they know it's a culture thing. It's like Mello. I think, did we acknowledge that No, Mello's we have going? not. We oh. need to get to Mello officially signed. We got a couple sports stories. Real quick, yeah. Antonio Callaway is a wide receiver, rookie wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Ah. Marijuana citation. His punishment was that he played almost the entire preseason. <laughs> this is a rookie. He should be playing a lot of the preseason anyway. Right. Hugh Jackson was like, you keep playing and you know how much you fucked up because you're going to have to keep playing for the Browns. That's how much playing for the Browns. IT is kind of right is what I think. In, in that what? Cleveland might just be a shithole through and through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. I like how you put that together. That was good. If, if my punishment is I got to keep playing the game I love, yeah. think of how much it sucks to be on that team. Yeah. It's like going to a shitty comedy club every night and someone's like, your punishment is that you got to do an hour on this stage. On that stage. All of us would love to do an hour. Yeah. This club must suck dick. Yeah. That we got to do an hour on this stage. Packed house. Son. While we're talking about comedy, I had I had the most authentic comedy experience I've ever had in my what entire happened? life in Boston, dude. What happened? I went to this show, and uh, it was in the basement of a house, like people's house, like a right. house people lived in. Right. And they kind of renovated the basement to like have like a place for comedy. And it's just like a shitty carpeted floor, some like lounge seats, right. not lounge seats, like some like outdoor, like you sit in the sun seats. I don't know what those are. Okay. Some camping seats, right. whatever, you know what I mean? Some seats. And the show was called Hecklefest. And basically what happens is comedians go up and they're comedians in the audience. All the audience is comedians. Everyone there is comedian. And heckling is encouraged. Wow. They don't even let you get through the first line of the joke. 
They wow. were fucking roasting the shit out of people. And it was such a beautifully authentic experience. It's like, you know, Roast Battle, that show? Yeah, yeah. It's what that should be because it's all organic. Nothing's planned, right. right? Everything, they started sending. So I went to the store today, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you get hit by a car? Much funnier than right, this, right, but right, you understand. Right. Um, Shouts to Jeff Ross for stealing Roast Battle, by the way. Did he steal it, though? Stole it from Ro. Definitely stolen. Yeah. He partnered up with the guy who did it with him. And Ro. then boxed him out. That's fair. I think that Rel should have. I think Rel and listen, and I spoke about this on on Brilliant Idiots as well. But in retrospect, I think you use Jeff Ross and you just go, "Hey, why don't we do this and make this a bigger thing?" And fair instead enough. of trying to like keep it to yourself. Fair enough. That's my because Jeff can get these people on as guests. Like he Rel got, is the homie though, so I'm gonna have Rel's back. Oh, I'm having his back right now. Yeah, yeah. And when I talked to him on the phone, I was like, "You should use it." Yeah. Why don't you use this opportunity? Right, There's right. a reason why you. No, I know you in. keep the same energy. I know you know, but um, Akash, it was such an authentic experience. I thought one of the coolest things about it is one, I went up and they went at me, and this is a bunch of guys who are probably a lot of them open mic level, right? They have no business doing it, yeah, but they did, and I respected them for it, yeah, because it was nice to feel just like a young comic again, yeah, you know, like you don't want it, you don't try to open for me, you're not trying to do anything, so you're just putting me in that same position. I went to this uh, this Daisy Comedy Festival, that's oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do all brown things, but yeah, the yeah. coolest shit, and that was actually part of it, I, I didn't even think about it. The after the shows, all the comics will go out and eat Indian food, good. The host will pay, like the guys who put it together will pay for it. We all, and it was just dope, first of all. Like, I got my ABDC thing with four comics, but it was cool just having a bunch of Indian comics just mobbing out a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. But also, there was like, that's what we used to do every day. You, me, Blau, Derek Gaines, whoever. Sure. We would go after shows and just eat and just be fucking idiots and bond. And as people get more successful, that gets way more rare. Yep. Because everybody's just busy. Yeah, less time. And it was just like, it felt like that again. Like, oh, this is what it was like at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody's just hanging out. Nobody's, there's no pecking order. And nobody was making money. Yeah. You know, nobody had any responsibility besides but be funny and just enjoy yep. comedy. And there was a lot of great nights and a lot of great bits were in that way, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I I miss the comic. Like, a lot of times we hang out, you know, through work. Right. But I miss the no work comic hang because I think a lot of uh, tags for jokes get developed through there. Like, premises get fleshed out. Just you persona know, gets developed. Yeah, but it's like everything is developed. I should put more time to that, and I should dedicate more. I really time think, to that. in that sense, you blew up a little too early. Interesting. Like, so, for those who don't know, the comedy cellar is like the mecca, and they're they've started passing a lot more comics. Right. Uh, I need to get in there. I'm just I'm whatever. But point is, uh, Andrew got passed back when they weren't really passing anybody. So all of the comics at our level were still kind of just, you know, barking outside, trying to get shows off the ground on our own or whatever. And then Andrew's at the cellar, and that's great, and you got funnier faster, but then there was a certain camaraderie you missed out on when it's like those nights where it's fucking negative 10 degrees outside and we're still out there trying to get a show off. And then the only fun part is when we go eat afterward. There's like a camaraderie that builds. Yeah, yeah. So worth missing that. Oh, so no. worth it. So worth it. I'm never, so never going to argue that you, that's the one thing you missed out on is just some of the comedian friendships. It's, it's funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine, comic Will Noonan, after the basement show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he goes, and I'm like, dude, this is the most authentic comic experience I've ever been part of. Just as raw comedians right. being together and, yeah. and, and entertaining each other. And I think what was so great is that the audience was actually the comic and yeah. the person on stage was the audience. Right. Like it flipped. Oh shit! Right, because yeah, everybody—it's yeah. rarely do you do comedy together, right? Right, yeah, yeah. But now the audience was kind of acting as one, yeah, like an improv group. Group, uh, yeah. But instead of like I'm feeding you a line, 
it was it was more of like an arm like an like an army attack. Yeah, it was like yeah. an assault. Right, but like we're all gonna assault. Right. We all have the same goal. Yeah, it was like roulette. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let's yeah. all win together, yeah. type of thing. So did you get roasted? Yeah, I went how'd up. you hold up? Uh, oh, they fucking got me, man. Yeah. They fucking destroyed me. And uh, what's the funniest thing someone said? Oh God, the first thing I they said when I went up, the first line was uh, "Hop off Charlemagne's <laughs> coattails" or something like oh, that. The damn. first line, oh, and damn. I'll say this. I'll say this. I respected it because it set the tone. My boy Will Noonan said it. He right. was my buddy, so he had the most like. Oh, but he went with like the thing that they would consider. Oh, you know, nice. I have no ego. I yeah. don't give a fuck about these things. But right. it made them kind of comfortable just going at some yeah. shit. You know, another guy said something funny. He goes, uh, he goes, um, he goes. Uh, I bet when you go down on a girl and you're eating her out. Um, your nose rapes her. <laughs> like the nose would penetrate without, because yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, big, yeah. you know, without funny. her consenting to my nose. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Uh, that I'm on stage and uh, I'm on stage uh, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting down, and they're yeah. like, uh, they're like, uh, uh, he goes, they go, stop, uh, stop, stop, uh taking Patrice O'Neill's uh, stage posture, right? <laughs> and then, then, I, then someone else goes, take his death. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh dude, it was really great. It was for this project that I'm working on, which I don't want to say much about, but it was just like such a unique, authentic experience, right? right. right? And I'm back there, and I'm back yeah. there, and... Uh, and I'm back there at backstage and I'm talking to my buddy Will, right, right. who introduced me as this thing. And he goes, uh, and I'm like, dude, this is the most authentic comic experience I've ever had. And he goes, he goes, you see, you see, this is why I don't leave Boston. And yeah. I take a moment and I go, no. oh, I'm still leaving Boston. Yeah, in sure. a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, we're in a basement. <laughs> like, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's fun going to Cancun. That's why, that's why we weekend. sell out. That's why I would sell out. Everybody has a price. We're all ready. Yeah. Um, Oh, so Mellow to the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Mellow to the Rockets, and then I got to run. I got I got a basketball game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is there any team that did less for themselves in the offseason than Oof. Houston? Mm. They lost Trevor Ariza and then got the antithesis of Trevor Ariza. <laughs> <laughs> they lost a guy that's really going to help them beat the Warriors, and then they got a guy who's not going to help you beat anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's uh, yeah, it's uh. <laughs> Olympic mellow was yeah. twelve years ago. Yeah, we're not doing Olympic mellow. That's a that's a dream. That's a pipe dream. There's something to the idea of, hey, what happened in that game seven? You know what it was? We got tired and we didn't defend as well as we should. Right, and we were missing threes. We should go out there and get somebody. Who's in horrible <laughs> shape and can't hit threes? <laughs> Never cares right? about defense at all. Like the one thing that kept them in the series was the D. Oh yeah, the three and D. They might be better against other teams. Maybe there was an argument like Trevor Ariza wasn't actually that effective against other teams, like the plus minus or whatever. Oh, as a team, the team wasn't was actually better without him on the floor, but. I, first on, of all, on, on, first of all, I I never really trust these super advanced. You can make stats say anything you want to, right. but also you are not playing the rest of the league. Your GM has said explicitly, yeah, yeah. "I am obsessed with beating the Warriors, not yeah, winning yeah. a championship, yeah. beating the Warriors." And so you took off the guy who gave you the best matchup against the Warriors. Yeah, defending multiple positions very well. Him and PJ Tucker played great, yeah. but I think Ariza was the most important one because he's yeah. the most versatile defender. They do have uh, what's his face still. They got they kept Gordon, they kept PJ Tucker, 
And then they kept um, on a one-year deal the guy who was from Houston. He had cornrows. Oh, Gerald Green. Gerald Green. No. Now, now here's the thing about Gerald Green. He is an athletic defender. He's not as good as, and he's not as disciplined a defender yes. as Trevor. But he, they still have an athletic defender, and he's a capable three-point shooter, right? So I think what happens with, with I think their mentality is okay. We don't have Trevor. We have somebody who is not going to be as good as Trevor, but someone who can at least fill that role. I don't think they try to fill it with Mello. Is that fair? Yeah. I don't no, think no, no. the goal was, okay, no Trevor, bring in Mello. I think right. the, goal, the goal is, no Trevor, slide in Gerald, right. and then we'll find minutes for Mello. The question is, what? Where does Mello come off the bench? He's not going to allow it. If he comes off the bench, this is a good signing. Will he allow it? No. I don't think so. Bro... This is his best chance. If he doesn't come off the bench for this, this guy is just not even... He's not worth anyone's time. I don't think he's coming off the bench. I don't think he is either. Why would D'Antoni okay it? You know what you're getting. You know it doesn't work for know. your offense. I don't know. He said... Apparently he said he's a better fit on Houston than he was on the Knicks, but I don't know. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Trevor Ariza, you let him leave. So let's let's look at the rest of this team. Okay. Chris Paul. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Maybe P.J. Tucker, but I don't think so. Okay. Um, Eric Gordon, whoever the fuck else they got. Okay. Um, Bob Mute. Yep. Any of those guys won a championship? Have any of those guys been to a finals? You had a champion. Trevor Ariza was a fucking champion. Ooh, so now He was got... important on a championship team. Maybe two. You got no winning pedigree. You don't have anybody left. And I'm not saying that's the most important thing, but he was incredibly important in that series. And if your idea of replacing him is Gerald Green, nah, fam. My feeling about that is this, uh, and I, I, I think it's an interesting perspective, but I think Chris Paul fills the role of anybody who needs some motivation. Can he stay healthy? Only if they give him rest. I think you look at all D'Antoni teams, and what happens is they crumble at the end of the playoffs, and, and people are like, oh, it's all about 3 and D. It's like, yes, you can't shoot threes when your legs are tired. You play a seven-man rotation, everybody's going to be tired. If you stretch that to eight or nine just to get them minutes, you know you can't play Chris the way you're playing him. Yep. You know you can't. Yep. And this happens to him every playoff. He extends his body. you got to limit his playing time during the regular season to just call up Pop. Just call up Pop and go, how do you keep, how'd you keep Tony healthy? How'd you do it? How'd you get get Tony, who's takes a fucking beating going to the basket for ten years in a row? How'd you keep his body reasonably healthy? Oh, I sat him. Yeah, how'd and you- when you sit those players, you let the other ones develop. And now you got eight people in the playoffs instead of six. So if you yeah. Patty Mills gets to develop because you're resting Tony right. Parker, right, 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 right. And, you know and what I develop mean? against real NBA player, not bullshit yes. garbage time. Yeah. yeah, and that's what Pop always does. He always has, and he plays him in the playoffs too. Yeah, I have to rest my players. Chris Paul doesn't just need rest in the regular season; he needs playoff rest. This is not a guy that can play forty-five minutes a game. He's just right. not. He's right. not LeBron. No, you're right. And I think you gave up a really important piece, and then you're getting one who, so far, his only winning experience is on the fucking Olympics with Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and who the fuck else? Had knows? a little help. Had a little help. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's sad it, it, because it was really exciting to see them go up against uh, Golden I mean, I State. Loved it, I was really, excited. I was really rooting for him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I just think Melo's done. It's a shame, and it's it's a real shame because he is a very gifted at at that one on one ISO ball. You know, get you two points when yeah. you see him play these like little one on one pickup scrimmages and shit like that. He's he's unstoppable. It's it's amazing to see his game. Right? It's like he can pull up, he can hit. It's it's, but it just doesn't fit into what the NBA game is anymore. I've never thought he was a, a plus player. 
fair enough. But you admit that but now it's when even you worse. see him go one on one, sure, unstoppable. Sure. You either pull up. You if you try to block the shot, he's by you. If you try to block the shot, if you don't try to block the shot, he's wet. Yeah. He just doesn't have NBA range for three. And I know it seems crazy to say, but it's literally a foot outside of his range. And you know what's a foot in? The FIBA three. Yeah. yeah. Olympic three. Right. Oh, that's a good point. And that's why he was so effective is mm. because the FIBA three and mm. that college three are perfect for Melo's range. Mm. And it could be just the dynamic of his jump shot, his strength, or whatever it is, but the second he goes another extra foot out, it's a problem. What you probably should do with him, if I'm D'Antoni, is put him in the corner. Because that corner three... Is the shortest three. That's interesting. There's something to it, right? I was I was talking to my buddy about it, and he, right. was, like, he was like, yeah, it's just a little bit outside of his range. Mm. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Does anybody beat the Warriors? I think the Warriors' best chance of losing now might be... Boogie Cousins. Will he tear it apart, you're saying? Will he just not fit in and cause issues? And then, and even if he's not an asshole, like just the chemistry fit, all of a sudden him getting thrown in late in the season. I don't think so, but uh, I don't think so because of Steph. I think that Steph is the fucking tesseract for that team, man. I think he holds that shit together and they have to respect him because at the end of the day, he's not a scumbag. At the end of the day, he's kind of a good guy. He got a family, he got kids, and he believes in, you know, the God stuff. He really believes in it. He's a, you know, like, you're looking at this guy who's not only one of the best players in the league, but he's got his life right. Right. When you got someone who's out there gambling till six in the morning, and then he's telling you how to be a person, right. you look at him like, who the fuck, it's back to the Jesus thing. You're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. But Steph is really on some divine shit. Like, he's a genuinely good dude. He doesn't pop ego with the other guys. You don't see him doing it. Yeah. And I think he leads in a very interesting way. You know, and I think that, to be honest, I think Kerr has a similar relationship maybe that Pop had with with Duncan. Right. And I think Kerr might discipline through Steph. Right. And I know Draymond, Clay, and probably KD all really got Steph's back. Right. KD don't want to be the leader. No. He so said that. He said, exactly. And Steph does. Yeah. So... If, if there is an issue with Boogie, I think Steph can handle that. And I think Steph will approach Boogie in a way that is so non-threatening. When Draymond goes up to Boogie and they start woofing, that's a fight. When Steph comes up and he's like, hey, man, what are we doing? How dare you fight Steph, Boogie? You're seven foot. You so you I mean? think Warriors got it locked up again? Not, here's the Sad, thing. but yeah. I know this season, I, you kept reading, like, this is the most issues Steve Kerr has had managing the locker room. Yeah. This is the hardest time he's had. But yeah. you threw in a guy who's... Historically uncoachable. Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so. who's going to be really insecure because he's coming off injury. So it's he's going to be even more ornery. He's going to be even more sensitive. Right. And I think, listen, if he comes back and they're still winning, he'll whatever. But if, if they hit a rough patch, then he can start voicing his opinion a little more. Clip. He's so cheap. That's the other thing with him. He's so inexpensive that they have leverage. But I understand the leverage of he's cheap, but also it's so tantalizing to keep Boogie on your team. He's so fucking gifted. Sure, sure. But do if you still just clip? Is no, it that easy to just? Go, I think nah. that they would clip him in a fucking heartbeat. You might be right because, and that's what they'll say because the only reason he's there is to rehab and get a ring. So they're basically like, "Yo, you want this ring? Act straight. And if you don't, buy." Yeah. If you got him locked in for four years, at you know thirty million a year, right. you can't clip him. You got to get your money's worth. For $5 million, you're not fucking up the locker room. Get it together. This might be the first time in his career that someone has leverage over him. Right. So he might have to act, right? And I'm sure Kerr's probably looking forward to it because he finally gets a chance to coach. 
Oh, yeah. He hasn't had to, like, coach players. He's had good guys that just, like, we know the game. We got this. We have our formula in place. Good for character the guys. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, maybe Draymond a little bit gets a little wild and he has to talk to him. But for the most part, everybody on the team yeah. is very professional. Dre's the only guy that needs to be coached. Yeah. And he don't listen to Steve. Yeah. You know, but yeah, this is an opportunity for him to really like take an elitely talented player and see if he could mold him yeah. in that Popovich way where he's like gets you to play in a system. Yeah, I thought somebody would go somewhere that's going to strengthen a team. I thought LeBron was going to go somewhere. Kawhi I mean, was going to go somewhere. Toronto's legit now, I think, without. I think I think it's really interesting. It could, but here's the one thing I'll say about Kawhi. He seems to disrupt everything Golden State is doing. And, and. Like damn near single handedly. And imagine that on the East Coast. Which you don't got Pop. You don't have Pop, which is massive. Right. But you got Nurse, who I think came up under Pop. Uh, Maybe. So, and you have a guy who has a sophisticated offensive mind. Right. Um, He'll be able to get him looks. It's not like he's a dummy. You know what I mean? He'll be able to get him looks. But um, now you have somebody that can guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You're not going to get easy. Oh, I think they can make it out of the East. I'm talking about beating the Warriors. That's okay. That's fair. The no, Celtics, they're not being the Warriors. The Celtics could maybe, if Kyrie is healthy, if they're healthy, Gordon Hayward is healthy and productive. That's a squad. We're going to see some trades. Trust me on that. If Hayward starts balling and Jalen's still balling, who do you think getting traded? I think they'd go either fucking way. I think, and I'll be honest with you, I think that the Celtics are such savages. They'll be monitoring his ankle. And they'll be asking doctors the entire time, how much longer do we have? Do we see deterioration? Kyrie gonna... Dunlap? No. Uh, Gordon. Oh. I think they're monitoring that ankle and they are and they are getting the feet, just like IT's hip. They know it and they are making their bets all about if it will if it's sustainable. Right. And then Kyrie, depending on his interest in resigning, they'll they'll possibly throw him under the bus. And you'll start to see those same articles you saw, which is, he might not stay here. He might so go somewhere else. So here's my thinking with Gordon Hayward. A broken bone, it comes back, and from what I understand, it heals stronger than it was before. The bone, but not the ligaments. Mm. So especially with ankle, and I know it's from having tons of ankle injuries, right. once you stretch a ligament, it's just like a fucking rubber band. Yeah, rubber yeah. band's made a bad example, but what's the one where it loses its elasticity? I mean, if you stretch a rubber band enough, it loses its elasticity. Boom. Or it, it, yeah, Sweatpants, socks. Belt, yeah. socks, all those types of things. All of a sudden, they start to just not contract like they right. used to. So now they're loose, and you need to work all the muscles and shit around it. That's what happened with Steph. He was like, I had to work all the muscles around right. my ankles yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So- so while the bone is going to come back, all those fucking tendons that stretched when mm-hmm. it went over yeah. ain't coming back the same. So I think it's one of those things where Celtics monitor it very closely and go, okay, is it working? If it's not, bye. They're fucking savages. It's a Patriot way, bro. Yeah. They don't play up there. Who they who they pull for, though? Picks? More picks? <sighs> I don't know, dude. At a certain point, you just got picks uh, coming out the ass. What are you going to do with these things? At a certain, I think the way Danny Danny Ainge built the most brilliant fucking team I've ever seen in basketball yeah. history. Like he got the Herschel Walker trade of the NBA with when he traded yeah. KG and Paul Walker. Yeah. Just, I mean, Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul. But yeah, Paul Walker did. But uh, <laughs> I just don't know. At a certain point, you got to trade for stars or go get it. Like go get the thing. This is your year. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know who's out there. I don't know what what essentially is going to happen. But I wouldn't be surprised. Put it that way. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go at it. And who cares if you have, you know, picks coming out the ass? You know? Maybe Alex will buy them on uh, <laughs> fucking Adam, Adam and Eve. And Eve. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Yo, we have to do fantasy football. 
right, we'll do fantasy football. We have to. We'll definitely, we'll definitely do with, fantasy football with the fans. Um, I got. I'm oh, gonna, we gotta have a league. We'll do a fucking league. Oh, we'll figure fuck it out. Me. I got. I'm Jesus gonna be up in uh, Seattle uh, the 16th. The show sold out. Vancouver still tickets left. So if you're in Seattle and you couldn't hit the Seattle show, drive up to Vancouver. It's close. Uh, that's the 17th at the Rio Theater. Go to theandrewshows.com for tickets. And then I'm coming back. I'm gonna be in uh, uh what's it called? Um. The Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Jersey, the September seventh through ninth, and then I'm out there in Europe. You know, already don't know my, you already know my dates out there in Europe. So make sure we talk about that, man. Thank y'all so much for supporting. Go to theandrewshows.com for more ticket dates and all that good shit. I love y'all so much. Flagrant Two, Asshole Army, in full effect. Thank you for supporting what we do. And you know what we did today? We gave you that sports episode y'all been begging for, man. <laughs> we went hard body on the sports, hard body on the god, hard body on the sex toys and such. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yo, I, I'm uh, I'm gonna run out of here to this game. Y'all finish yep. it up, man. Yep. Set, share your dates and everything like that. Yep. Thank you, and sorry about being late. Uh, yo, first of all, thank you to everybody who came out to San Francisco to see me perform. Also, asshole army, just multiple times in San Francisco, people just. Uh, threw it up to me, whatever. Just said, hey, man, I appreciate what y'all are doing. That's Love listening so. to the show. Yeah, so. people throwing up the assholes in San Fran. <laughs> Man, not I the noticed, first time those assholes I, have been thrown up I, I, in San Yeah, I noticed them. I didn't notice a couple of them kept it loose. I didn't notice that, but I appreciate the love either way. Um, also, just plugging the dates again of the Down South Tour. First of all, Pittsburgh, we're still trying to work out. I know somebody's been hitting me up asking about Pittsburgh links, uh, ticket links. We're trying to work out whether or not that's actually going to happen. I think it is. But in the meantime, Nashville, Zany, September 27th, uh, Huntsville, September 28th and 29th. Atlanta, we're going to be at the Red Clay Comedy Festival. September 30th, Raleigh, we're going to be at Good Nights, October 3rd. And then October 4th, Washington, D.C. Improv. You can buy tickets at AmericanBornDaisyComics.com. We're going to the South, dog. Let my homies know that the South is not a bunch of fucking racist rednecks. And we're great comedy audiences. Come out. That's it. We're good, right, Alex? Yeah, we're good. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll see y'all next week, man. God bless. Peace.